Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Lions TV, good evening. If you do come down to the den, you'll get fucked up in the last four or five weeks. That's for sure. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, managed to get this one on the go tonight. We are still waiting on H. Anthony, good to have you back, mate. It's been a, been a while. So yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back, mate. Glad to have you on board. I'm very much, obviously, was row it out. As I think 90% of the last podcast was uh, four weeks ago. We've got an exact date here. 25th of January. So, yeah, pretty much an entire month plus three days. Um, Kenny is rowing out. I don't think he's joining us tonight. H is very much rowing in and he took some serious shit. He took some serious, serious shit. Uh, I was expecting him to rock in here tonight like Conor McGregor, but I think he's putting H Jr. to bed. So, not with us yet, mate. But um, it'd be good to get your, um, your input. Let's start out with previous to the last five weeks. How did you think we've been doing? And... Tell us about an encounter you had. You just told me off screen. Yeah, in January. So you're talking about January to begin with, right? How our performances were then. Yeah, up Um, till that point, yeah, where it looked like it was shaky. It's funny because I always wonder what you thought. So you're good to get your your thoughts now. uh, Yes, to be fair, I've had it penned penned up in me for a while, like needing to, I've not not really said my piece on the channel for a while. I, the thing is, I break it down is like it's in in my mind is the clear point was that Palace game, first game of of the new year. Obviously, look, it, it didn't really matter whether we we went through or not in the cup. Probably, probably in the long run, now does our league form a world of good not being in any competition as much as you'll love a cup run. But I think there's something in that Palace, even though we weren't playing great before Christmas, there was something in that Palace game where. It just seemed like the confidence got knocked out of them after that because we played. Well, I think we played well against Palace, um, mm. like you know, proper middle performance, and exactly. obviously their their quality just kind of shone through there. But after that, it just kind of seemed like they weren't really. Obviously, look, a lot of the stick has to go down to the manager because yeah. he was putting the team out. He was setting up the same way with the same sort of setup in the in the sense of teams come and attack us. And it was whether we were playing more decent teams or, or the ones that, you know, on paper we should be beating. Now, if you're a manager and you're doing stuff like that, you know, the, the stick's going to come your way. And and I think, you know, 
I think if he if he hand on heart, I think he would probably have done January differently because after that Palace game, there was a massive hangover. Now the the encounter you, you're talking about, I was I was actually on the Jubilee line going to uh, London Bridge after work, had a couple of drinks, um, and uh, yeah, I, I I looked up and and I was like, I, I couldn't believe it because it's like 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. I, I didn't really think he'd be out at that time. Um, and yeah, I just went, approached him. I asked him how you, he you bumped, you, Sorry, you bumped into Gary Rowett on the tube. On the tube, on the Jubilee line, yeah. Um, and it was so bizarre. I still had like, to, to be fair, I'd noticed him at about uh, probably sec, the second stop into my journey. I still had another five. So I was like, if I don't go up to him now, it's just going to be a quick one. So I made sure I went up to him, spoke to him about how he thought the season went. Obviously, I had my strong opinions, but, you know, we're on the tube. I'm not really going to make him feel uncomfortable. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he told me, he said, obviously, it wasn't good enough. And, and I, I put my little bit in. I said, like, how about, you know, something like, even something like on the hour mark, if it's still, like, you know, close or we're still in it, why, why don't we go for it at the back and, and put an extra body in midfield? Uh, he smiled and said, I mean, yes, it's definitely an idea. And you know, since well, I don't want to post, but since since I did bump into him, our performances have picked up. <laughs> yeah, you have, but, um, you have you have you have seemed to have uh, had a positive fucking rub off on it because yeah, I, I should have asked to get on, on, the, on the backroom staff get mini pubis back in. Um, but yeah, no, I think you know all in, all in all, I think well from February, although the results weren't going our way from the get go, I think we have shown. You know, obviously, it's coincided with us losing a, a, a ton of players. It was getting a joke at one point. Like every day, I was going on my phone and seeing another player was injured. Our, our loan players were injured, which you know you kind of have to have to look at this, the scouts there and, and ask. You know, these players didn't have great uh, injury form prior to to coming to us. Mm. Um, you know, they weren't bad signings, and and they could still come in. Some of them and make an impact, which you know we hope we hope they do, but. The fact that our squad's gone down to the bare bones now, I think uh, some of the players, it suits their character. You know, players like Hutchinson, Murray Wallace, Billy Mitchell, um, you know, Bennett's, Bennett's really, really come to life with mm. sort of the impetus been put on him as, as one of our main attackers now. Jed yeah. coming back in, obviously, has helped things. And, and, and Rowett did mention that when I bumped into him. He's like, you know, not having Wallace in and around the, the squad on a match day you know, you kind of feel like you're, you're going in without your best weapon. And I know he does get stick because Wallace isn't consistent over the course of the season. But when he's on the ball, you, you kind of do get excited. And I think that was lost at the den for a little bit. Mm. So, you, you, know, wasn't, you wasn't enjoying that. You, you said to me, you no, wasn't, it wasn't enjoying case, it. You know, you know, some of the games, are, you know, if I had something to do as well, I, you know, iFollow has been great as well with, with it coming to the UK now. Some of the games I just watched on iFollow because, you know, they were disappointing me, especially towards the end of January. But you know, going going into Feb and and going to the games again, I've 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 started to enjoy it. Just not even because we're playing the most attractive football, but you know, we're chasing balls down. We're we're when we're on the attack now, we are taking care with what we're doing. Before our our end product was, you know, abysmal. And you know, that's been the story of of, of Mill's life in the Championship, really. You know, last couple of seasons we've been knocking on the door, but if we're all being honest, we 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 lack that end product, and it doesn't even need a proven striker or proven attackers from other teams. It is some of the time it was down to the fact that we would get into the positions and we'd rush it, 
And sometimes when 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 you're on the on the attack after you know suffering ten minutes of the opposition on the ball, there's no yeah we break away, but there's no need to you know try and force attacks. And there was it was it wasn't a surprise that our shots on targets over the last few seasons has been has has been something that we've need, really needed to work on. Because if you look at the stats over the last few years and see how many shots we have on target in 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 each game, if if we bump those numbers up, it's just simple maths that we're more likely to score one or two more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, put more positively. You know, February has been a month where we've somehow managed to stay in the in the league in terms of being competitive. Because I, you know, first week of February, I kind of thought, all right, let's just not embarrass ourselves here and get ourselves stuck down the other end and, and solidify mid-table spot. But you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But if we have a solid March, then you know, we will be in the hunt for for, for that playoff spot. But the key word is March is big, big fixtures against Borough, I think QPR, I think Huddersfield, who are doing very well. Um, Blackburn is a big game as well. They're up there. So Reading, Reading, Reading next to Reading, Reading away is going to be a big one because, you know, when we usually, you know, famously, when we start doing well, we end up losing, dropping points against sides. We should be getting a result from. Uh, sort of Barnsley come to mind when we when we're in form and we've got to play them. Um, Reading aren't doing great, but you know they've got something to play for. So we, we there's, our, there's our next five on the screen. Yeah. You are right, mate. And I think Gary Rowett has, has alluded to this previously that he's put a little bit on the players at times, and he said they just need that belief. We get to a certain stage, a certain point where we're within reach of that top six. And like you say, we're a small club, small budget. We have to take a punt on sometimes players that. I don't think it's, it's disrespectful to say potentially on the way down or potentially talents that haven't materialised as they should have done in their career. And we accept that. We know that's the sort of club we are. We have to, that's, yeah. that's the way we operate. But just, I just feel, mate, in the last three or four games, I just, you know, the last three especially, something's just shifted. Something's just changed. But let's wind it back. We're going to look through all these results. H will be sick he's not in the chat. And by the way, H said, although he was rowing in, he expected him to be gone by now because of the running we've had, mate. But the last seven games, um, yeah, sorry, that was it. The last seven games since the last podcast, Millwall 2, West Brom 0. Yeah. I forgot about Preston. I'd like to add that into the notes. Millwall 0, Preston 0. And then, obviously, yeah. I always say, with the exception of Fulham and potential. Yeah, I don't count Fulham. Like, they're just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then the next four, Cardiff win. But this is where we, we really kicked on, in my opinion. QPR, Derby. A few people having a little gripe about Derby. You can't dominate teams mate, for 90 minutes. Mate, Derby, Derby, right? They shouldn't be where they are in terms of what they've achieved as a team so far, right? If, if I, I don't know the numbers because I've not looked. I've not done a research on it. But I'm sure if Derby didn't have that deduction, they'd probably be near the top end of the table fighting with mm. us. Rooney's done a brilliant job there, and two-one at Pride Park. But yeah, you're right. Uh, from w- watching the game, it wasn't pretty because Derby like to play pretty football. They got players that are capable on the ball. Mm. Look, I love Billy. Like he he epitomizes why I go. To be honest, got an engine, good passing range, and he he wants to be there. 
But him and George together, him and Savile together, you know, against players that, you know, are probably a bit more talented than them, doesn't mean they're better players, but just on the ball and the way Rooney wants to play, you know, let them have the ball. We'll break them down, we'll win the second. And the one thing I think that's really changed, I banged on about it when I used to be on the channel before, is any time we've been... The, we, we've gone into a game and made sure our second ball rate is is high. Mm. I don't think I've seen us lose. I've, mm. I, I genuinely, even under Harris, I genuinely don't think I've ever seen us lose, especially a big game where we've won 80 to 90% of them second balls. And that's what Billy does perfectly. And obviously, Savile does have that bit of quality. You know, he, he's played at a decent level. And I think, you know, yeah, Derby did play good football against us but you know we're away from home and we you know we, we went with a game plan which is yeah. what I think, you know Rowett is doing for for the last five six seven games there's a game plan there and I think you probably touched upon it before like look if we go and we lose it's fine but lose with a plan lose with I can see what they tried to do the yeah. Palace game I left I wasn't even sad because I, I knew what we tried to do with cup games, it's easy to do that because it's a one-off, and he's just failed to do that in the league. And you know, you know, it, it might just it, the January might cost us in the long run if we're trying to get this this sixth, fifth spot, um, and that and that will be down to to Rowett. That'll be on him. But you know, all he can do now is is negotiate this March. I'm not saying win every game because it's a very tricky run of fixtures. But you know, if we can pick up point a point in certain games where our backs are against the wall, maybe pick up two two wins, you know, we'll still be there. And in April and May, we can we can have a go. But you know, notoriously, we we fall short towards the end of the season. Like I think was it last season or season when when we went to QPR and we bottled it. Um, that was yeah, that was right at the end. Where we lost four three, something like that. Yeah, right, yeah. Right like, we actually did score, didn't we? Late late doors, and it got disallowed. But what you're saying there is spot on for me. And you're saying, you know, if, when we win these second balls, and you've noticed it, I've noticed it. For me, as good as the QPR game was, and we say as Mill fans, we don't expect flair performances and back flicks and yeah. fantastic goals, which we did get. But it's it's the chef for me, the chef United game, the the grit yeah. and the determination. For me, because that's they're a good more, team, they're a good good challenge. Yeah. And we team. didn't let them play, mate. I'm not. I'm not. By the way, I'll, I'll defend around with the Derby thing because people saying we should have kicked on them one four nil. That's, we need a reality check. That's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> away you know, from home, it, away exactly from home, it just doesn't happen like that. No, and then and then the Sheffield game, even as well with the West Brom game, um, and, and other games we played recently, I'm a QPR game. People going, um, well, you know, yeah, it, it was good, but we, we should have kicked on. We should have done this and that, and and the, and those uh, opposition we played didn't turn up. For me, I'm going to give the manager and, and the team credit. I don't think it's. We, they didn't turn up. I just think because we imposed ourselves, because we was higher press, and because we was a lot more intense than we have been, we just didn't allow them to get into the game. Like you said, Sheffield United are not a bad side. Yeah, they aren't. They, you know, they. I think they. Maybe they probably want to be higher than they are, but I think that this league, this season's been trickier than I thought it would be. I think a few seasons ago was when the championship had really big teams in it. Last season. I think we were frustrated because it seemed like the poorest championship in a while. This season has surprised me a bit because I thought it wouldn't pick up too much in quality. But I think I can I think I can say the top seven, top eight teams, you know, on their day are, are gonna be a challenge. Mm. So I think, you know, looking realistically as well, 
And Gary Rowitz probably realised this too, is like, if we can stay in the game on the hour mark, you know, I think we have enough quality to grab a goal. And on top of that, I think our defence is good enough, seven, eight times out of ten, to keep a clean sheet. Look, we, our clean sheet stats are very good for, for European football. I think I saw a stat on Twitter, it's like only Edison has more clean sheets in the last two, three seasons. <laughs> I saw that. So, it's been absolutely crazy. So I'm saying, like, if you look at it, look, football isn't all about stats, but if you look at it as simply as this, we keep clean sheets a lot. And on top of that, maybe we concede one here and there. If we can keep that nucleus, that Ballard's come back as well now. Some player Emily. Yeah, I mean, I really think Arsenal should give him a, give him us another season because we, I think we could, we've been con there with three months. No, what, no, he's he's yeah. older than I realised, Ballard. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's in his early twenties. I thought yeah. he'd be a teenager, but and as good as he is, I don't think he's going to get that chance. I think they they're going to keep buying players. What one thing I was the one thing that makes him fit into our team so well is that he can play, which is what we've needed in us. I know Cooper has his moments but mm. he does look awkward at times and Hutchinson's very much uh you know more of an old school center off okay I so think... i keep having this debate with with my best mate <laughs> he sent me he sent me sean Hutchinson's stats okay big by the way big thanks we're gonna get on to cooper now ben yeah. levy thanks so much for the donation mate super chats are open you can donate to the channel through the comments if you wish i will just say that we're 30 subscribers away from 17,000. so we get there tonight on air it'd be fantastic uh, ben Levy says, Jake Cooper, 27 years old, 240 appearances, our contract next summer. Does he stay? For me, he can't do better. Not good enough for his feet. There you go. But perfect for Wall, future legend. I'll start this off by saying this. Uh, my best mate sent me Hutchinson's stats and went absolutely shocking. And I said, maybe it was I was, I was a goalkeeper, but we'd have this fuck. I'd have this argument when I used to play at an half-decent standard, and even vets. They'd come and have a pop at us further up the pitch and say, listen, me and my back four will keep it clean sheet. So you just score them and that's, you do your job and we'll do ours. Yeah. However, I did say that I wanted, I'm contradicting myself. I wanted to see more football at the den. Yeah. Um, so for me, maybe I'm a little bit caveman in, in my beliefs here. Defenders defend. Keep the yeah. fucking ball out of the net and we're fucking halfway there. But you're right. And Ben says it and my best mate says it. And Cooper, you know, and Hutchinson, not so good with their feet. For me, it's not an issue. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. This is the weird thing is like, I think mm. there's not a problem with them. To, it's not a case of going, look, they can't play with their feet. Let's find centre-backs that can. Because, mm. look, we're going to play three centre-backs under Rowett. And you know what? Most, a lot of managers are doing it now. So more than likely, our next manager will probably play similar. Look, Cooper and Hutchinson, for what we can have, is as good as you can possibly imagine. And guess what? There's other championship teams that would take them. But this is where we've struggled with this third centre-back option because Murray Wallace can go in there and, trust me, he puts in a shift. He does. But I think he is better off on, on, out wide because he's improved He's improved going forward. And he's, his his low block when, when wingers are coming through, it just suits him. It does suit him. So I think we've been struggling with that third centre-back option because Pierce, he, when he comes in, he does a job. But that's only when he comes in over the course of 10, 15 games. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm no disrespect to the guy, but I think it, it, it is a bit too past it now in terms of yeah. that. So I think we were look last season. One thing we were missing from from the sort of jigsaw was a centre back that you know was comfortable with his feet, but could mix it up. Because at the end of the day, you know, us as a team, we sit back a lot, so we're gonna we're inviting balls into the box. And Ballard ticks both boxes. 
he mm. does he does he does uh, what Cooper's trying to do because Cooper does like to push on as that third left-sided centre back yeah, and it's effective. Does. I'm not saying he's amazing on the ball, but it's effective. Yeah, well, goals, goals. I mean, I mean the goal away at Cholton. Cholton, yeah, that one. Uh, that, that, so gets in the box from a Mitchell Cross. That's what he's capable of. I'm not saying he does it every time because he doesn't, but he's capable of that. Hutchinson, kind of pretty much more of a you know mm. good tackler, good in the air, and Ballard kind of does a bit of both. So I think he's been successful with us because it, you know, his style suits what we need, and it actually adds a bit of possession because mm. you know even as something as simple as getting the ball to the centre mid as quickly as possible. Sometimes it takes Hutchinson and Cooper one or two extra touches in a level like that, that that can be the difference sometimes. Mm. Mate, well, listen, everything you're saying, I completely agree with. And my best mate will be, uh, I know he'll be, he doesn't always agree with people <laughs> on our channel. But the thing is, with the centre-halves, there is a ready-made centre-half there, right? His name's Hayden Muller. And trust me, he's a fucking player. Yes. He's a full yeah. player. And, and for me now, this is a minor criticism I've got of Rowett. In fairness, now we could be pushing for the for the playoffs, but Pierce is there. Pierce is leaving at the end of the season. Okay, he's not going to get another contract. He only got one this year because I think it just suited us to have him there and Smith and yeah, he's you know, a good one. Yeah, around the place, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then you know, so Pierce is going to leave. We're not going. We're not going down. I keep saying we're not going up. <laughs> we'll look at the league table late. We're five points off the playoffs, of course, and Luton currently sit in six. Maybe I'm a bit of um, bit of pundit or a bit of you know. Opinionated because I said about four weeks ago I've got a sneaker suspicion Luton will get in the top six. So maybe I, I, I look down on Mill too much, but Luton are currently there. Why are we not giving Hayden Muller a run? Why is Hayden Muller not on the bench instead of Alex Pierce? I know he's good to have around the place, but how much influence exactly. can he have with that kick in a fucking football? That's what I. That's what I think. You know, I didn't even. I wouldn't have. You know, mentioned Hayden Muller as something that was completely wrong with Rowett's tenure. Like so far, I know you're, that's not what you're trying to say, but you do make a good point because when you look at it, Danny Danny Max coming done a good job. Obviously, it was obvious to everyone that he suited out the way we played, and he's a good footballer. Billy Mitchell again, he's been brought in, trusted him a bit more, getting more game time, and look, he's he's, he's sort of come into his own in that role. And then Tyler, more recently, is is coming got a couple goals and on top of that it's not just the goals he does look like he wants to do what a lot of Millwall fans have been wanting their attacker to do for ages take on a man look go forward look exciting he's by he's no really, means the really he's really surprised me Tyler I've got to be honest with you he yeah, used to do everything he yeah. did for the 23s but he had absolutely zero end product but now he's um well yeah my fear with him was that he kind of got in the position and then he, did, he didn't even know what he was going to do next Mm. So, like, that was my fear of him. But in the last few games, even the games he, he's come in and hasn't scored, he's making an impact. He's getting the ball and he's driving at defenders and he's getting balls in good areas. Now, it's never always going to come off, especially when you're a player, you know, that's come through the 23s at championship level. And, you know, but this is what, back to Hayden, surely Gary can, surely Gary Rowett can see now that he's given some younger players a chance and it's worked. Yeah. That was the thing for me as well on, on the weekend. And I, I can't criticise it because we won the game. But Bennett limps out and you've got Lovelace there. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he's going to set the world alight, but why not bring him on instead of Evans? Why bring Evans on? It's a strange one. H, good evening, sir. Fashionably late. 
Mate, I'm so sorry, but this is this is partly my my poor timekeeping, and then also just uh, having a complete absolute like meltdown. And I was like, "Oh, blimey!" It's like yeah, quarter past eight, and so then trying to set up my laptop and get like well. For anyway, apologies, I'm here. And how you doing, mate? Sorry. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Just uh... on, sorry, mate. Yeah, what was I saying? Uh, uh, Lovelace. We, we lo oh, oh, love Lovelace. <laughs> um, I, I, look, George Evans gets a bit of stick as well. I'm not defending him either, but again, when fans expect, I don't know what they expect, like Busquets or, or sort of whoever else, but like, look, he does a job. He's not, it's, oh, it's not a great job, but you know, he's not someone that makes the team worse. That's what us as much as I'd say. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad squad player to have. I thought it was a strange decision, but again, it's not really a decision you can argue with. Henry Morgan, you got some serious shit, friend, in a podcast we did about a month ago. Did. And us, you know, here's your time, mate. You said, despite you saying you was rowing in, you expected him to be gone. Has it surprised you, H? Yeah, yeah. He, to be fair, the players, Dan, have surprised me. Stepping up, we all of a sudden seem to have got... Like, it, do you know what? I see a lot of this, uh, you know, we want Amil back sort of narrative online through, through various different channels, which I, I don't necessarily disagree with. Um, definitely got it back in some of those performances. I mean, you know, the West Brom second half was was fantastic. I mean, we made them look ordinary. Um the, you know, the Preston game was a bit of a lull, but there were about 400 people there, you know. <laughs> I was actually, I just said to, I just said to Anthony, I've put some some pictures in and I went through, the, I made some notes and then I, I checked the quickly. I went, oh shit, Preston. I forgot all yeah. about that game. So let's wind it's, it back, yeah. boys. Oh, let's mean. wind it back to the West Brom game. Let's start with the West Brom game. Off the back of a defeat at Blackpool. At this point, I released a video oh, on the channel saying... A, yeah. I've, I've seen enough. I, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. So, again, for me, the first half, and I'm an impatient fucker. I covered this yesterday in my post-match. The first half for me was a non-event, and I was ready to fucking blow my top and say, get him out, get him out, get him out. And then the second half, we showed up. Yeah. Big time, on, right? You know, the Fulham game aside... But even what? at Fulham, Dan, second half, we had enough chances to make that a draw. The third goal, I don't, I really yeah, discount, I to be honest, because it, it comes so late in the day that the game was over in, in my in my eyes. You know, we was pushing on for that. Benicophobe's got a score. Jed Wallace should have scored. Oh, and if, yeah. if he'd been if he'd been fit, he probably would have. And if he'd played more games, he probably would have. Um I think that cheers, got some chocolate uh for dinner. Um by the way, I'm and, drink, I'm and, drinking wine. I just got I'm in a hotel in Newcastle, so I've just got a fucking seat. Have you got a nice view of the Tyne Bridge, Dan? Um, uh, you know, down the lobby, but they've stuck me out of way. They've stuck me out of back. I, I just again, I think in that game, uh, the, the difference is is Mitrovic, right? He gets yeah, two mate, chances. He shouldn't be allowed to play in this league. No, he shouldn't. <laughs> they should have and, a league for Norwich yeah. and Fulham just to play yeah. it out. Just them two forever. Like, they, should, they should just be stuck in a league forever. I'll tell you something as well, right? There's been a lot of stuff about fans invading the pitch and all this, you know, all things are getting out of hand. If you score a goal and then go to celebrate in front of the home fans, then deliberately turn around and run across to where the away fans are. If someone comes on the pitch and clumps you, you deserve it. End of, right? Well, I'm really way, sorry. Forest but as well, what it? He did, yeah, he did. 
what he like what Mitrovic did, and I don't know what what's what's the point he's making. He's he earns more in one week than most of our squad do for in an entire season, and oh, he's yeah. celebrating in front of us. Oh, yeah. honestly, it was back like back in the day, people would have been launching seats and everything else they could have at him. And I was actually quite proud that everyone just sort of stood there and went, "What's your point, mate? You earn a hundred grand a week. Why don't you fuck off and like, sorry, Dan, I know we shouldn't be swearing. Why don't you go somewhere else and?" And and do that on it, it pro, like you know there were people putting their feet through chairs around me and I was like oh well you know it, 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 why are you doing that what we'll see him again in two idiot. seasons exactly <laughs> you know but but yeah that that was disappointing I, I thought you know I, again I, I thought I, I didn't think we I thought really the best bet you know, we could have had there was 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 on four point five or over goals, and they were yeah, all yeah. I don't think things like six seven nil like before us. Exactly, and exactly right, mate. Yeah, I think there was an eight in there as well, wasn't there? So you got that. So yeah, I think they're exactly. the exception. I think they're the exception to the rule, Fulham. I think everyone just accepts that. You know, they've been putting four fives and sixes past, or and sevens in some cases at Blackburn past all sorts of players and teams. So. That's the exception to all. We didn't let that deter us, boys. What you know? We'll start with Anthony. What do you What do you think has actually changed? Because I had Kenny today. He couldn't come on tonight. People well, really wanted from, to. He's like, no, I'll be back next Monday. And he said, "Let me tell you." He said, "I still want Rowett to go at the end of the season." Uh, John Berylson, by the way, was in town for the for the two of the really good performances, wasn't he? Yeah, the West QPR. Brom and the QPR. And it does seem yeah. like we're playing a different way. Do you think Rowett's finally bowed to as, as me and Anthony were saying earlier, H, no matter who we play, in what terms and on, in which you know conditions, we play the same every time. But for me, in the last yeah. three games especially, something seems to have changed. Now, do you think that's down to the players or do you think Rowett has... Because he's doing... Like, honestly, they're doing things now. I didn't think... He's, 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 we're a different side and he's obviously he's motivating them. They're forward thinking. They're getting first and second balls, playing the meal away. Yeah. And I couldn't see a way out of that. So, boys, what do you think has changed the dynamic yeah. in the last, especially three games? But I think one defeat in eight, seven? Yeah, something so, like that. Well, apart from bumping into him in the, on the tube. <laughs> oh, yeah, Anthony's Anthony bumped into him on the tube and told him what he needs to do. Uh, <laughs> you know, fair play, though, that he, he took it on board and... Um, you're not a Wally, though, are you? You're not some lag. No, yeah, like, I did oh, just go, yeah. I'm not fucking me a Walmart, a slow shot. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you're, a, you're a calculated, reasonable man. That's what we yeah, love so you both I, on this think, podcast. Do you know what? I think, I think um, obviously, what I said earlier is look, when you turn up to games and, and you expect the same mistake to uh, get you a result, in this case, it being setting up, letting the team come at you for about 70, 80 minutes. And not making a change that's that's positive. Now that's just one part of it. Obviously, we've gone into the game and we've started off better. I think that's probably down to the fact, as well as him setting up a bit more attacking, that's probably down to the fact that these players, a lot of them, they they were struggling to get into the team, and now this is their their chance, and and they've rolled their sleeves up, and and they're taking their, their moment. Like Mason Bennett's been in and out, in and out due to injury, due to you know other players getting in ahead of him. And he's really taken it upon himself to to lead that front line. Jed's come back in as well, which is obviously, as I said, exciting for every Massive. fan because you want you, you want your play your attacking players to, to 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 get the ball and take on players. That's you know that's what you pay your money to 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 watch. 
And then, as I said, Billy Mitchell and George Savile have really rolled their sleeves up in the middle mm. of the park. And, and on one, as I said, I don't think I've been to a game in 10, 10 12 years where when we've not won the second ball for 80 percent or more of the game that we've we I, I don't think I've seen us lose when 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 we're on mm. form and we're we're in in the opposition's faces and win the second third balls and that's what we've been doing uh very that's all cool for playing a bit you know a bit more stylish mm. uh trying to keep the ball a bit more but we'll just be playing into the other team's hands because you know even someone like Derby bet probably better at keeping the ball than us so why would we play into their hands and 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 you know it was, that Derby game was a proper away performance I thought if, if it wasn't for that that rubbish goal they got at the end would have been a clean sheet, two nil, perfect away performance. Oh, yeah, that's two and two for Cooper. I didn't think that. Yes. But as an point, point you made earlier, we, we sort of didn't. We made the point without really confirming what went through my mind. Mitchell, um, Evans, and even Savile. People keep saying and Keith and Bell. Our midfielder a little bit weak. Our midfield aren't forward thinking enough. But like we're saying, Cooper, Hutchinson, Murray, Wallace, fantastic defenders. Distribution not so fantastic. And going forward, we had no movement. You uh... couldn't. Can create so what the what are they supposed to do? I am a little bit more defensive with Billy Mitchell because I do know him personally. Yeah. So I'm a little bit don't want people fucking having a pop at him. But well, I think he I said he's perfect because not only is he great at breaking the play up and, and and you know getting really stuck in, which is obviously what we want to see at Mill, but on top of that, you know, he's not afraid to put make a forward pass. Savile's coming. Look, we've up look at it in the last three years. We've upgraded that position because that's where we were really losing games in midfield. Our defense has always been good enough to keep a clean sheet on its day. Obviously, our attacks always need improvement, but on our day, we've been able to get a goal and and you know nick the one nil, nick the two nil, whatever two one. But our midfield's always been the real problem. Trying to get that right balance of winning the ball, play, getting second balls and third balls, and actually distributing it because if we're not going to have as many attacks as the opposition. That ball needs to be perfect. It needs to be played quick and fast and accurate. And Billy Mitchell's got that in his locker. Could he improve? Obviously he could. And he hopefully will under us. Having George Savile next to him is a bit more experience and got a bit more, you know, uh, sort of skill about him, I think has helped him. I think that duo probably is the one that I would play for the rest of the season. But I do like Keithton Bell. Yeah, obviously not, not your, your, you know, most glamorous player. Most I, I, don't think player. I don't think I've seen him play a bad game. I, he's all, he always does. When he's there, I trust him. That's a that's a man in midfield that that's gonna you know I'd want to be on his team because he looks at, you know he's a team player. Mm. Sven Nevin, good evening, uh, Aldona. If you watch uh, people just do nothing, she said yeah. Matt is on Aldona's wish list. So there's a lot of praise from Danny Mac, Billy Mitch, uh, Murray Wallace. H, who stood out for you in this recent run of good form? Uh, I think Mason Bennett yeah. Is, yeah. is one of them. Um, he started to look like the kind of player I hoped he could be. When we were talking yeah. pre-season about someone that could get us those 10 goals, I was like, well, there's an outside chance that if he stays fit. Um, and I was actually surprised he missed the chance at Fulham. Like, that's how, do you know what I mean? He's, he's banged in a few other goals. I'm actually in the background of that picture. Yeah, <laughs> well, that one. Yeah, yeah. Breaking any seats, are you? No, I don't break things down. But you know, and 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 I think that it, it is interesting. There have been some really good comments in here, actually, and some quite funny ones as well. The other one for me is Murray Wallace. Like I yes, think, with yeah. the exception of Jed Wallace, he is Harris's best signing. 
Like he, you know, I think if we kind of put Jed to one side, because all right, he came from Wolves a bit higher up. When we signed him from Scunthorpe for like what was it, hundred grand, one hundred and twenty yeah. grand away? Meant to be a like, squad player, wasn't it? Yeah. Always, yeah. I, I saw him get twisted inside out against. Remember the game against Plymouth? Yeah, he got <laughs> twisted inside out. I said he's been turned inside out more times than a baboon's arsehole. Excuse my French. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's really come to the fold. Really and don't you think, up, don't you think he? he's really improved on the ball? Like, yeah. as in at left Nick, back, he's had to oh. improve, and he, and he had, like his, his delivery's not bad. I can tell you, like. Sorry, Randy, thank you so much, mate, for your donation. Um, really, really appreciate it. Kenny's in hiding. No, he's not. He can't come on tonight. But he'll be back next Monday. We're going to try off set up a WhatsApp group because everyone wants this regular. We're going to try and keep it as regular as my bowels going forward. <laughs> uh, I drove today from Ken to Stevenage to drop something off. Stevenage to Warwick to pick someone up at Dan Skelton Racing. And then Dan Skelton racing to Newcastle. And I just thought, you know what? I really do want to get this going tonight because it warrants it. Seven games and a month and three days since our last podcast, boys. Um, Paul Wise has actually made a couple of really good points. I agree. Like um, that point about Jed, he's obviously got to get back up to match fitness. That's what I think was lacking. But now that he is, man, he is just like... Is it it Jed Wallace in the number 10? Well... In a f- yes, yes, we don't have a striker. He has to play central. He gets so frustrated on that wing that when he gets the ball, probably fifty percent of the times he would get it, he'd see a lot more in the middle. Yeah, I think he feels like the urge to. We know we, he knows we rely on him. Like Anthony said earlier in the stream, he's just nice having round because he isn't always consistent. But you go, we just got that moment of magic. Let's could just get something out of nothing. And, and in that ten boys, he's been frightening. QPR especially. I was about to say. The QPR game for me wow. was the essence of a Millwall performance. Like, oh, I, I didn't think bit... it was. I thought it was too good. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it just, we just start. I mean, not not being funny as well. QPR was shocking. Yeah, but um, you know, I said this to Anthony earlier. QPR, uh, Cardiff, um, yeah. Derby. Yeah, uh, who did play the other day? Sheffield United. Are these things shocking? All of these teams, by the way, with the exception of Preston. Yeah have been in and around the Premier League in the last five to ten years. So I think credit to the team and the manager, H, I would say, <laughs> that we're not just we're just not letting them get started because, as Anthony said, we're playing the middle way. That, we're winning that's, first our best, second. that's our best weapon. If we stop them playing, gives us gives us a chance to win. Like, it's as simple as that. We're, all, our, all our most famous results recently, when we've beaten the likes of Leeds, when Charlton come down and they're in form, like those big games... I said to I said for one of the first times I went on the channel, I was like, if we'd play if we play Leeds and Charlton every week, we'd be top of the league. So if we play that style like it's a big derby every match, big rivalry every match. Yeah, the Sheffield United game, man, right? Look yeah. at that, look at the atmosphere, look at that like decent away following, you know. Brentford, when they were in the league, we beat them one nil. I think Aidan O'Brien scored. Yes. Brentford had all the ball, but what did they really do with it? Because that, we that Brentford day, the day against Brentford being one nil. Yeah, we that were fucking the, that, 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 and that this is what I said to my mate and, and people that don't go, Oh, you want to row it out? I, I don't care. Listen, promotion would be lovely for because we've all you know, I've really said your Anthony, we've got children, we want them to see that the, the retro kits in 20 years, we want to experience what we experience as nine, eight year olds. But it's, it's not those performances for me, it's the Sheffield United performance, it's the Brentford one that you said, Anthony. For, to, for me, they excite me more than the flair play. 
But H. Gore, mate, you were saying about um, you were saying about the QPR performance. Fucking goal was that night. Yeah, Tyler Bury that night was, you know, like that finish was just exceptional. That felt genuinely looked like a striker who's been banging them in for years, didn't he? Like he took that on and just, and what about the build up to both the goals? Oh, my. I mean, you know, I'll tell you, like, it was one of them. Tyler, but I didn't even realize it. You know, it's funny, I didn't even realize it at the time. I was so wrapped up in the game. Obviously, Jed's back hill, but for the first goal, I didn't realise how well we'd moved the ball in possession no, and like the ball across and both. But Jed Wallace is instrumental in both those goals, right? Like, absolutely. I mean, his cross field ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's what, happens when, that's what happens when you move the ball quickly in this league. Yeah. You get chances. We have, we have started to do that. What about yeah. why? Why have we started to? Why have we gained this confidence? Why have we all of a sudden started to do the things? Because people will. Well, now, by the way, H, can we just say that in the last podcast, you got a lot of shit. It's probably 90% heavy with Row It Out, using a very small minority, saying, keep him in, keep him in. Why did you say keep him in? But did you think he could get to this level that we are now at? I, I, f- I felt like we had good players that needed to come back from injury. That was my main, the thrust of all of my arguments was, okay, but he's 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 got a decent injury list. He's starting to blood the youngsters. That's great to see. We're yeah. starting to see that. Actually, you know, he brought in Ollie Burke, who looks like he could have been a good player. But yeah, like we're saying, mm-hmm. you know, now he's gone out. He's been forced into playing Tyler Bury, and and all of a sudden, you know, we, we, we're kicking on. We got that youngster coming coming through. I think the team spirit has really unified. I think both the lone players, even though neither of them are going to play again, have said how good they think the team spirit is. But you saw Jed Wallace talking about Tyler after the game. Against, I was actually cooing about him, wasn't he? Yeah. And he was saying, you know, he's a young lad. He's got a lot to learn. He's got all, you know, all these bits and pieces to 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 learn. But he's, he's walked with a bit of swagger. That's a good thing. He's going to, we've got to understand, he's a young kid, first of all, right? He's also more of a winger. So he's going to be inconsistent. Wingers are inconsistent. You look at any of the great wingers that we've ever had, they've been inconsistent. I feel uh, Jimmy Carter, whoever whoever you want to mention in, in like, you know, those those Lions legends on, on the wing. Um, they would they they will be inconsistent at times, but you know he's he's looking cracking. Um, you know, I, I I still I still think it's a bit premature. You know, people in the current bun talking about Brentford Brentford's being interested. Really, I don't, I don't, it sounds like nonsense. Well, thing is, he's still way too early in his career. Hundred percent, and I completely agree with you, mate. Well, uh, Charlie Murray I'm going to flip it and say. You know when teams come to the den or even away games, we go, we ain't fucking tested their keeper. Bart has been very rarely troubled lately. And we did have a little issue with Rowett a while back where I said, the one thing we had was clean sheets and strong defensive performances. Yeah, and then yeah. that went out the window. We fucking shipped six at Coventry. We let him fucking three at Bristol City. We let him four fucking somewhere else. But we do really seem to have got have nailed that down again defensively. And as Anthony and me were saying, uh, H4 was on, you, you get a clean sheet, mate. You're fucking halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, and that's been our strength for the last three, four seasons, you know. Mm. And the fact he lost that was probably the reason why a lot of fans just thought, well, this is enough's enough. But, mm. you know, realistically, if we'd got rid of him in January, you know, I don't think a lot would have changed. We might have had the, you know, new manager syndrome and maybe got the, some victories. 
I think in the long run, look, some people still want him out at the end of the year, at the end of the season. Mm. And do you know what? Like, I just, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't really like change. Like, look, no, you don't, mate. You don't want that. You don't. And I'm the first one to say this. You don't want that at a football club. No. However, Kenny is not on tonight. He does have a theory, and I went, mm, okay, I'll take it on board. Kenny seems seems to be of the opinion of. The players are now going, fuck this, we're going to do what, what, what we think is right, which I'm maybe not sure. But Kenny also said, is Rowett putting himself in the, in the window, as is Jed? Now, there was a rumour going around, and I don't believe it to be true, that he, he, he applied for the Sunderland job, he applied for the, for the Middlesbrough job. Recently, when Peterborough parted company with Darren Ferguson before Grant McCann got the job, Gary Rowett appeared on the betting odds, so it's nothing to do with my opinion, it's nothing to do with Kenny's or... Any of our fans, Gary Rowett appeared 22 to 1 to get the Peterborough job. Why was he even in that reckoning? H, you're shaking your head. Because 22 to 1. It's I'm a long cut, shot, but it's still on the ball. Shot? Why is he on the ball? It happens once in 22 times. It's like, some, just, like less reckon, than zero point something, but like it's just it's not even a. What, they maybe looked thing, at they looked at our form being off. Who might be getting the sack? And then that's why the odds are so bad on that. I, I, I just, uh, you know, he's not, all due respect to him, he's not good enough for the West Brom job. Why would he apply to go to a team in a division below us? Doesn't make any sense. Why does he want to go somewhere where the owners are lunatics? He's He's got a shoe-in with John Berylson. He's talking to him about three and five-year plans. JB just wants stability at the football club. It was a three-year right? plan, but we're going to have to extend that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 he will be working on the basis of he will be that's he he would have said that to to JB, but in his mind he will be thinking yeah, and in five years we could do. And he's probably having those conversations behind the scenes because he he look he's that kind of organised geezer, isn't he? He's the sort of person that will have all of his pencils arranged in colour order on yeah. his desk. Yeah, yeah. Like so, John Berylson loves that. He loves stability. He's had to plough in twenty-two million pounds worth of his own money just to keep us afloat, which we're incredibly grateful for. He wants us to stay in the championship because obviously there's a bigger like money market in there for him if indeed we ever were to kick on and he feels like the redevelopment kicks in at the right time and he thinks, okay, now I'm going to plough a bit of money and see if we can get in the premiership. And this is pure speculation. I'm, you know, I don't want people to start going, oh, this is all ridiculous. Yeah, it probably is, but I'm just saying what. If you're John Berylson, well, you might be looking at this because a geezer from Boston, with all due respect to him and what he's done, you know, he's not cut out the blue, is he? I mean, it's it's a, it's an odd investment for someone who's got multi investments yeah. elsewhere in the world. Um, so I, I don't know. I he will want to keep Gary Rowett for as long as he possibly can. Yeah, he also doesn't want to Rowett's a rabbit. Uh, Berylson's an astute businessman. He, you know. He, he's not going to do anything overnight. Rowett is his man. And, like, the, 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 the fact is, look, I it, I don't know, maybe my, my, a lot of fans might disagree, but if you ask me at the beginning of the, of, of the next two seasons with him in charge, the first question is, if we're still in the chat, will we go down? And the answer every time for me would be no. Now then you ask. Will there be progression in the next two seasons under him? Next season's massive, mate. Next season's massive because we need a lot of players next season and we, we ain't do. got a lot of budget. Let's always remember that. It's going to well, be a major overhaul as similar to the Harris buying 10 players 
and then leaving after the Luton game situation. <laughs> For me, a lot of people are saying it's bit. It's, it's not just me saying it. I'm I'm not really saying it. It's getting dressed up now because we're fucking peaking before a big crash for next season. Mm. All the low knees will go back, and then the only players we'll be left with is Mason Bennett, Scott Malone, um, Murray, and, and the majority other than that. They're running out of contract. Or, or, or if not, yes, or loans, or Gary, uh, not Gary Rowett signings, the Neil Harris signings. I, I um I the, the other thing that I think and this this again this this might sound a bit mad I haven't done the maths on this but just thinking in my head those players that he's let go is that money being saved for a bigger not necessarily transfer budget but wage budget in the summer so that we can because it's not so, I think it's not so much all of the time it's not so much about just the one off signing fees although for for really decent players obviously that that is an issue it's those weekly wages that we can't break our wage structure seems to be the kind of thing that's holding us back from offering Jed Wallace probably what he really wants. Um, and obviously we can only speculate as to what that figure is, but, but, you know, a few people have mentioned, I believe uh, it to be around, I believe it to be around, he wants around a 20, 20 K mark. Yeah. And, and see, 13, 14 K mark. Exactly. And I've, that's what Dan, that's what I've heard from various different people, whether that's true or not. I don't know. Some of these people are reliable resources. Some of them told me that uh, Jack Wilshere was training for us in the summer. So, you know, take it. So I think, you know, um, it will be interesting. I, I think unless unless we now go between now and the end of the season without winning another game, I can't see him yeah. being right. asked to leave the football club, whether he leaves of his own. Yeah, so there's, more, know, there's more chance him turning around and going, I agree, I've done as much as I can here with the money you've given me. Then because I think someone even said in the comments, like the fact we shouldn't really be talking about this anymore because yeah. look, we're not going down touch wood and we might be challenging it for, for, a, for a late run into the playoffs. No one else that's available. We are, we are yes, but for me, it's fuck. I can't work out what's happened. Can someone please enlighten me? I, I cannot work out where this has come from. Sometimes we'll the players, honest. you know, sometimes the, the buck needs to be passed down to the players. Look, but very true, wrong, very true. The, 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 Kenny the, also the, said, if we're going to blame the players before when Rowett said, we're actually, people saying it's not Rowett, it's the players. Now we've got to say, well, fucking fair play to the players. Because at the end of the day, look, Rowett, look, any manager, what the most they can do, you know, have a game plan, which was lacking at first, but it seems to be, you know, drilled into them what, what they need to do now. And on top of that, it's it's, it's down to, to what whether the players want it enough. And, you know, the players that we're putting out there want it. We've got players out there, Danny Mac, Billy Mitchell, Billy Mitchell. Um, Tyler, uh, Murray Wallace, Hutchinson and Cooper. You, you just know, mentioned six time. players, not Gary Rowe. I didn't sign one of them. Yeah, well, that's, well, you know, it's hard for us to to, to draw in players. We, we lose out to a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. I'm sure you know, Dan, that, you know, we we end up losing out to to, to not even bigger teams sometimes, just teams that are going to play a certain way. That's going to, if I'm mm -hmm. Arsenal or I'm a Tottenham or I want my player to go to a team that's going to play the way that we play in our league, you know? Talking Maybe, about behind the scenes and things that just aren't, something just don't sit right. And I'm not sure how much of an influence it's had, but of course today... Fuck me, I've done my research today. Oh, it will hmm. come on the screen, trust me. It better do. It's on the screen. What, Harvey Bustle? Yeah. I can't see it, but there he is. I can see him. Oh, today, yeah, yeah. Harvey Bustle leaves the club as um, head of recruitment. He's going to be replaced, of course, 
or Alex Aldridge, who looks a little bit like a young Gary Monk. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's he he his brother. Fair play. And you know what, right? People will fucking hammer this guy. I've got absolutely no issue with him because the club won't touch me. Yeah, the club won't touch me with a fucking barge pole. He's come in. He started news at Den. He's ended up head of recruitment at the club. On the back of that, moved on. So, do you know what? Fucking fair play to Alex Aldridge. But something definitely wasn't right with this guy. Brought in by Gary Rowett in 2000. The, 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 I looked at 19th of February, 2021. He was brought in by Rats to be a head of recruitment. A horrendous transfer window, which saw Burke come in, who's now injured, and Luke Freeman come in after the deadline the next day. Now, I know, I know, and this has not come from inside the club, it's come from someone I know outside the club who, who's talked, approached me on a night out in Beckenham and said, This guy and Gary Rowett do not see eye to eye with what type of players Mill need to bring in. And now he's gone off the back of a horrendous transfer window. So he, does, he, does he run that deep? Is Alex Aldridge going to be coming back, going to really affect it? I don't know, just some weird things that go on sometimes. Like us having no strikers. Like Rowett out of contracts in the summer, but no one's ever mentioned it other than me and us on this channel. I don't know, just some weird, strange goings on at times. But yeah, Harvey Bustle leaves the club today. Do you think that's down to the transfer window and the lack of dealings in it? Well, let's be honest. How many trans? Well, I know there was one transfer. Maybe it was the, the last summer one where we were kind of excited a bit. But let's be honest. Mm. How many transfer windows have we had where we've gone? Yeah, that was that was satisfying. But this is ever. weird. This is where ever. Rowan said ever. 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 Yeah, but this is but this is where Rowan doesn't himself. Rowan went. We're going to be more active than ever in this transfer. Just don't say that. Just don't say yeah, that. Right, exactly. Because now we expect. Yeah, but I, did, I mean, I went back through. This shows you how I waste my time. I went back through and looked at all of our transfer windows. Wasted, though. Like, like... 1988. And because I was like, I was racking my brains. I was like, when have I been really excited at the beginning of a season? I was thinking, oh, we brought in Paul Moody that time, didn't we? Gerard Lavin. I remember after we got relegated, we brought in the Scots, didn't we? Stephen Crawford and all those mushes who were... Uh, Sinclair at the back, uh, you know, Jason Dare. Oh, well, two, was. but funny enough, I was looking, I was looking Paul up Hartley and so, yeah, try to find us a light both of them, get one, get me, yeah, 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 yeah. At least we need something. We were meant to get excited when Brian Woods was signed, and like, you know, it... <laughs> honestly, honestly, I just, I, I, again, I, th I think, you know, I, I think. He, the, the one thing I was going to mention, Ant, that you were talking about, you mentioned Billy Mitchell. He has started to look more and more like a settled and bedded in championship midfielder with a yeah, bit exactly. more confidence. Is that right, but like Billy Mitchell's not 21 until. Um, and that's, that was going to yeah. be my next point, Dan. Yeah. Imagine him starting in that position at the beginning of next season with all the confidence in the season that he's had mm. this year. Like he could be a different player for us next year, you know. You know, he could just take an even bigger step forward, and then people will really be talking about him. Um, I think, you know, yeah, I, I think, I, I think the future's um, the future could be quite rosy. You know, hopefully we get Tom Bradshaw back, and then yeah, that's you what I'm saying. That one good thing he's done is, is pen him down for for a few years now because he was, you know, he was looking what I was hoping he'd be when he first came in. Movement, okay, so I'm going to say Bradshaw couldn't get in. Couldn't get a kick. Couldn't get in in front of a Vardson. Sat on the bench for a year, did nothing. And then all of a sudden, I'm not hammering Rowett now because I can't I can't sit here 
and flip the coin and go, no, yeah, I knew, I knew the whole time. I've got to stick to my genuine, honest feelings. He's been also lucky of a couple with Billy Mitchell, with Danny Mack, two players that come through our academy. He's given them his chance. If he didn't give them a chance, they wouldn't be playing, Dan. Yeah, that's true. That's that's fair enough. Well, I see. Right. I same, guess same the point you're place. making is like Go if they now. didn't come, if they didn't come good, then who would we have signed? <laughs> One of his former Starby players. Mate. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look up, look up the reserve team sheet of Stoke, Derby, Birmingham City, and he would have found someone, mate. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think as well. I think part of it, I was talking about Beryls of being astute, but now I'm thinking about it. Don't you think there was an opportunity missed? Maybe not now, but maybe a season or two ago. I reckon we could have cashed in for Cooper a bit more than what he's worth now. On top of that. Obviously, the Jed one is big because I think we could have got decent money for him at one point. Obviously, yeah. I love the fact he's still there. But when you look at it in terms of people saying we don't have this money, we don't have that money. But there have been little windows where we could have just gone, right, let's take a get risk. All these all these people complaining about, oh, we, you know, we're still mid-table playing boring. There was opportunities there where we could have gone, right, let's just do this. And, and let's and let's reinvest. Might not have worked, and then you know we've gone down. But I think there has been chances where we could have sold a player and and tried to you know like we've done with George Savile. But you know I'm trying to wrap the brain cells here. Who did we actually bring in with that money? No, what we a Bradshaw? Lit. By the way, what the fuck has happened to Ryan Leonard? We've heard nothing <laughs> from that. I, I someone went the other day. Ryan Leonard. I went fucking hell. Yeah, because he was doing well. Leonard Lucan, they called him. He just vanished. Yeah, he was doing well, and then he got injured. It was the same yeah. with Ojo. Ojo actually started playing all right, then he got injured. Bradshaw the same. Afobe the same. Because Afobe, look, he was actually causing problems towards the back end before he got injured. I thought he causes problems, but he don't score goals. I've, exactly. I've, I'm sorry. I've, I've, I have. But we have, we I've have let, this after, thing after, after the Fulham game, and he missed. He's missed about ten chances. I've seen him miss about ten chances without any kind of and you know geezer runs his heart out does all that stuff but you know the performance up at blackpool where he just forgot how to jump i don't know how that <laughs> is a professional footballer um the chart you know he's just he's just missed some absolute guilt edge chances um so jenny draper is in the chat ken the link What's i'll send you the link mate if you want to jump on you can I, I, i'm sorry i'm not trying to make this a fucking the defamation of Gary Rowie, but I think Kenny's got a point. Uh, he didn't break Danny Mack. He sent him to St. Johnston. He has, I think, to a point. Well, he, he got has... rid of Marlon Romeo, didn't he? So he did, obviously, did rate him because otherwise he wouldn't have just got rid of Marlon. I know there's loads of yeah. other briefs oh, Kenny, around Kenny, him the, anyway, um, but... Ken, sorry, Ken, the uh, link is in the podcast WhatsApp group because that's what we do now. We've got a WhatsApp group. Um, what was I going to say? Jeb Wallace. Okay, let's talk about a little bit more in depth about that. Always said he should play on a 10 for four and a half years, and they kept playing him on the wing. Jenna did say, I want to play in the Premier League with Millwall, right? <laughs> J- listen, J- listen. Was that at a Christmas party? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you this. Was he Jenna's drinking wine out of, a, yeah. out of a tea cup? Oh, fuck it. Fuck it, I'll stay. <laughs> This is what I think. Fagging one now. What you're about to say is the reason, like we we would we would have got into the playoffs once, and there's been chances to sell him. Obviously, as I said, he's probably been my favourite player over the last however many years. 
But you do have to ask, what would have happened if we could we have got double figures for him at one point? Well, I'm not saying we could have. I'm just asking, could we have? Well, listen, uh, you know, notoriously we undersell our talent, don't we? We've already always done it. Other than and like you said, George Savile, we got fucking like eight mil for Savile. Yeah, apparently, for Middlesbrough, yeah, Middlesbrough let us off the last million that we owed him to get him back, or so that was the rumor. But <laughs> Jed, I mean, bless, I love him. Uh, as our loyal sponsor, Regal Elevator, shout out to him if you're watching Kev. He said in his post match the other day, Jed will leave for 10 million in the summer. And I messaged him, I said, Jed goes for free, mate. Is that a contract? He went, no, he won't leave. <laughs> um, but is that a contract? And he is leaving in the summer for free. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, but Jed has said, if we get promoted, it's Jed right now. Fucking hell. Could do, could do about this late surge. Otherwise, I'm going to have to stay. But would he show, would the fans appreciate it like a new signing if we went, we're going to show a bit of intent, we're going to sign Jed, you know, was he 27, 28? Yeah, we're going to sign him. And that, like, like people say, that's going to be like a new signing. Ken, join the group if you want to join it. You're welcome. It's a, it's a tricky one because I think fans fans um scared of just not knowing what happens next. We don't mm. know what the, the answer after that is. There could be someone right around the corner for us and could be even better than Jed. Let's be honest, if Jed was more consistent, he wouldn't he would have been long gone. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been gone about two seasons ago. He got yeah. good numbers that one way he got double figures, goals and assists. But you know, with the talent he has I think he could have done maybe a bit more. But having said that, I'm sure a lot of fans would be like, well, we didn't create a lot, and that is true. And I think with any striker we have, the problem comes to how many chances can we create for him? When you've got mm. someone like a Fobe who isn't the most clinical, how many goals is he realistically going to get? Bradshaw is actually quite clinical, and he went on a run under Harris as well, don't forget, where he went on a run of six, seven games, scoring goals. Rowett came in, and then he was dropped. So... We've had decent strikers over the years. You know, Zahor was someone that I thought was like had good attributes and could maybe finish, but you know, he got injured. Um and I just think the 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 the, the fact is we, we haven't created enough chances over the seasons. And maybe it's changing now because we look a bit more we look like we know what we're doing a little bit more in February in we the do, final we? third. We do, but how and why? Has something changed? how is because we're moving the ball quicker we're creating more chances and teams aren't expecting us to do it like that they expect we're doing everything nice we're doing everything I've, I've i've wanted us to do we've got doing everything now. i've wanted us it. to do tyler bennett jed it's pacey when have yes. we had all, all, all the attackers pacey uh, maybe their finishing needs to improve a bit but pace in the championship will get you a long way and if you can match that with one or two you know, bits of them products, we're going to win mo or draw most games. Mm, interesting. Like, just... But the why, I don't know. I don't know if a row, it's just put a rocket up him. He doesn't seem like the sort of guy that I do. Because he talks a good... Every press every post-match conference... I'd be I, a I'm fantastic like, Prime Minister. I listen to him, I'm like, Jesus, he, why doesn't he manage for Barcelona? And then... <laughs> and then he makes yeah, the right noises, that's why. Yeah, he, does, he, talk, he talks well, so I, I, I'm not sure whether it's a case of, the look, the players, as I said, you know, when they lose, they should take responsibility. And when they win, I think maybe they've just stumbled across the right formula. You know, maybe we shouldn't ponder on it too much, like, you know, why why we've started coming good. We've got to focus mm. now on having a steady march, because march is a very 
difficult month with difficult fixtures in there. And they're fixtures that can really take it into our own hands what happens for the rest of the season. Look at that. Huddersfield Borough Blackburn. We Someone said that to me the other day. Do you know we've got to play everyone above us out of shot as well, by the way, is looting away, which is always a difficult fixture. Yeah, people were asking in the comments. People were asking in the comments, is it now possible? Look, anything's possible in a championship. Forest were in the playoffs all season last season, and then they dropped out last day. That was mad. They knew were in the relegation. Barnsley were in the relegation zone. Oh, it was two seasons. Barnsley were in the relegation zone up until the last day, and then Charlton got that point deduction. Anything's possible in the championship. So you got you put a run together towards the back end of the season. You give yourself more than half a chance. We've look got at us, honestly. Look at us post. Do you know what? As well, we never used to score more than one in a game. West Brom, two goals. Oh, yeah. Right. It was the next, this is the next one. Look, Cardiff, two goals. QPR, two goals. Derby, two up, goals. We've tightened up at the back. That Fulham three 0 is like a one 0 I'm telling you, it, it, we've tightened up at the back massively. Like you know, we, we're organised again. Yes. Twelve. We've got three, six, nine, twelve, uh, fifteen, sixteen, sixteen out of a possible twenty-one. There. You take mm. you take that every day of the week. Hundred percent, but I can't honestly. Maybe said I, I forced this channel. By the way. And I just looked a minute ago, we're 22 subscribers away from 17,000. We've been going six years next month. We've got back-to-back content awards. I know it's not all about me, but I like to think I've, I've got that fucking following through one, having a little bit of light-heartedness, but two, knowing what I'm talking about. At this point, I said Tyler Bury was shit and Gary Rout wasn't the man for the job. I'm here. I can't hide. Oh, Kenny's in. Here he is. Right now, it's going to go off. I'll leave you all two by the week. He's even later than me. Hey, you was very late. Yeah, what can I say? I don't know. I don't know. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So like Kenny, serious question for you, Geezer, because I've been thinking this. Um in terms of your stance on Mr. Rowett. Is it just because you don't like his brand of football? Like, and I'm not trying to dig you out, mate. It's, that's a genuine question. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 100% his 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 way of playing. Um, I, I don't think that we the last four games we've played anything like that. I, I think he's kept to his formation, H, hasn't he? But other than that, the I, I've always said this: we, we are always he's always four-star players back. So we're almost anchored in our own half most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Um, and and that's how we concede goals. Even though we play quite defensive, we seem to concede a lot more goals playing anchored at the back because we invite the pressure. Um, I'll go on the record right now saying I have absolutely no problem with Rowett if we play the way that we've played the last four games. Um, and I sorry, would, sorry, Ken. Can I just say for the for the audio listeners, this will go out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and um, Acast. Kenny is now in a chat with Henry and and there's four of us. Go on, mate, crack on. Yeah, if we'd lost H the last four games, I still wouldn't be that annoyed. Um, and I think I've said it before loads of times. Mm-hmm. For me, watching Millwall Football Club is about um, passion, aggression, and yeah. enjoying what what I spend my money on. And and I think I've got that in the last four games. And and, and the plus side is is that we got four results out of it. So my stance on Gary Rowe is still exactly the same. I'm, I I don't think he's the manager for us. I don't think that even though he's the manager, he's allowed our players to play like that. I think certain people like Jed Wallace coming back on, into the side being able to have a free roll. You, you then can't give not give a free roll to Mason Bennett. You can't then not give a free roll to Tyler Berry. You no, know, essentially, if Jed's allowed to express himself, then so are all the other players allowed to express themselves. And I think that's what, exactly what is happening. I think every single player on that pitch is expressing themselves, and 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 that's what we knew that they could do six months ago. So I'm happy. But so my question on top of that is, yeah. do you think that 
Gary Rowett has let go of the reins a bit more and said, actually, I'll trust these players a bit more now. Let's go and see what you can do. And is and and if so, that that could could that be a good thing going forward? Yeah, potentially. But I think the 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 main person that say holds the reins other than Gary Rowe, it would be Jed Wallace. We hear he yeah, has I a big with you, mate. Big yeah, time. so you know, if he's back in the if he's back in the dressing room, um, he, he, I think he's probably got a, a bit of power at the moment as well. Currently, um. You know, is 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 he now? Uh, apparently, a lot of people. I didn't watch the game last week, but a lot of people were saying that he was he was on Tyler Berry's case a lot, motivating him. You know, telling him you know to play his game, etc. All of that sort of stuff. So, I think that is a big part of it. For me, like, I agree with Kenny. I think for the Sheffield United game was actually, in a way, although I didn't think the standard was great of passing from either side. And it was a very scrappy physical affair. For me, I, I enjoyed that more than, than the other wins we've had recently. We, we've actually played better football and actually scored better goals and, and won by bigger margins, like Cole Lane is saying there. Quick, aggressive football is what we want and has always been the Millwall way. That's exactly what gets us. every. As I said, every time we play like that, I don't think I've seen us lose. Mm. But I think, I, and, and me, me and Kenny boys did the same thing, Rowett, I think our players are better than Rowett gives gives them credit for. I've always said it. Well, it's one of the first times that Rowett's actually came out and started praising the players as well. Mm. Um, uh, a lot of his his post match content is, you know, usually slagging them off. Um, to be honest, but you know, maybe that takes a takes a or puts a lot into the team you know their manager finally turning around and telling them that they're proud he's proud or you know they they've done the right things etc I, I, I don't know what to think at the moment i'll be honest mm. i thought there was a massive disconnect but they just that couldn't be sort of saved but the minute for me we're fucking apps as, as chitty said we're absolutely rolling at the right time aren't we you know do you know what i said i said to you then because um without being rude i put it in and then i thought no nah, best not being rude but what i said to you earlier was we're playing exactly the same way that we played when Gary Rowett first turned up um, and he didn't necessarily have a clue and he couldn't put his foothold um, on the team straight away. That's uh, that's how I feel we're playing at the moment. We're playing how we played before, just as Gary Rowett turned up. It's just I just find it ironic that we're now playing that sort of way again when it comes to a point when he doesn't have a clue. Again, you said as well, like you think he's putting himself in the shop window. A bit of money in the comments, but listen, we're trying to show all sides of the coin here. We've got me and Kenny are pretty much in the same opinion. Anthony always brings a little bit of calm to the storm, a little bit. Anthony says things sometimes, and I go, Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. And H, as rocks in here with a, with a shade on tonight, like, Who the fuck is this guy? Because he was taking some shit last time. Like, you've been very, um, you've been very, uh, What's the word? Noble. Like, you know, you've, you've not gone, hang on. Gracious, gracious. Gracious. I fucking told you all, you've not gone around that route tonight, have you? Well, no, because, it, you know, like I said, everyone's entitled to their opinion and about about what they think. And, and like I said, I was just looking at it from the perspective of, do I want stability at the football club? Yes. Does Gary Rowett bring that? Yes. People always going on about the football not being very good. Yeah, but I compare that 
to when we had Bobby Barry running around in midfield, not really doing anything for years. When we had Ricky Newman, like Gerard Lavin, like the, I just remember, you know, getting slated at school because I was a Millwall fan and we got relegated into League One and Charlton were in the Premier League and getting all that grief. And I just, for years, watching us roll around in that division with Scottish people. And I'm just like, it's really not that bad. It's really not that bad. Going back to seasons when we got relegated, you know, when, when Neil Harris just become our manager, that, you know, some of the football back then was shocking. So I look at those teams. I look at what we've achieved over the last few years. I look at the Wembley appearances. I look at how he's built on what Neil Harris gave us. And I just think things are moving in the right direction generally. Um, has the football been that great this season? Nah, at times it's been pretty shocking, but I've usually had so much you know, to drink before the game that it doesn't always affect me that much. I don't know, maybe. Maybe it's because I'm pissed at every match. And I don't think it's that bad. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just think that we had a lot of injuries. And since those injuries have come back, we started winning games. And that's kind of what I said. And if if the, if that hadn't have happened, which I didn't think it was going to, I thought that we might get the odd player coming back in here and there and maybe it wouldn't quite work. Because after that Blackpool game, quite frankly, I was like, well, that was poor. Where, where did we go from here? Because that was like literally, you know, I remember going to Blackpool years and years and years ago. We lost 3-0, I think, when Peter Mead was, was the chairman. One of the worst games of football I've ever seen. It was freezing cold, dark by half time. Shocking football, you know, and I think that's under Jimmy Nickel. And, and it felt as bad as that, you know, walking back to the station that evening. But yeah, we've, we've you know, it, it, I don't know, we, we, we've turned that corner. But it, we could just as easily be sitting here in four games' time and yeah, lost all four of them, right? We've got exactly. difficult games coming up. Um, Do you know Reading what, well, this weekend's like, tough sorry, place. You said, you said, I expect Rats to be gone after this window. This window isn't so much the problem, it's the teams that we shouldn't be. That we do beat the teams we should beat, we don't beat. It only pointed perfectly towards Barnsley. Yeah. Um, but look, if we this is where people get me wrong as well, and they go, Well, you you'll be saying Rowe out if we lose this weekend at Reading. I won't, I'll be saying, Do you know what? They've given it fucking everything they got for the last four games. You can't ask any more than that, and you can't turn up every week, right? You will have off days. I've always backed what I've said with 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 reason and theories, you know what I mean. If we do lose at Reading this weekend, which is 2,000 Mill fans going, everyone on the high, we should be beating them. They lost 4-1 to, to Blackpool last time out. Paul Wins is their manager, so he's going to get some shit. Uh, Tom Ince is obviously the first name on the team sheet because his dad's the manager. Well, Daddy, his dad's the manager, so he's going to get some shit. It's exactly the type of game we'll go and lose. But I won't have a problem exactly. with it. I'll say, do you know what? They fucking give it everything. You're going to have off days. And, and as it is what it is at Mill Football Club. I'm not expecting world beaters. I'm not expecting us to get promoted. And it's, as I said, it's that sort of game that we could lose. But I won't have an issue with it because of how well they have done. They give me more joy in the last three weeks than they have pretty much, like Kenny said to me the other day, we're playing now like we did when Route first took over. And it's funny that that's at the beginning of his contract yeah. and as it's rolling towards an end. Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because, I don't know, part part of me, I mean, look, we're not going to go up. We're not going to go down. I'm I, I don't. I'm not looking at the playoffs. I don't know whether anybody else is. But, again, it's not about... If you go and lose at Reading on Saturday, that's not the big deal. It's how you lose. That's 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 the big problem for me, is how you lose. You know, they they come off the pitch and, you know, we've, we've tried everything. We've given it our all and, you know, we've lost 
it is what it is. Mm. You know, but it's when it's when look, the Peterborough game is a is a good example. The Blackpool game yeah. is a good example. We Peterborough are still, is a good example. Yeah, yeah. Is that Huddersfield as well, Ken. Fuck. Yeah, and the Huddersfield game. Oh, fuck. We gone, right. we gone eight hour round trip to the sea. It's not even have a fucking shot. No. ourselves in the game. But that's what I mean. That's manner. The, the manner of the of the defeat is is what matters, really. You know, in in my opinion. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they're putting blood, sweat, and tears, and and, and leaving everything on the pitch, and we're losing every week, then there's a problem. <laughs> but but that's not that's not us as a club, is it? No, I think so, you said that earlier, Andy. You know, you said, uh, so, <laughs> Kenny don't know this. <laughs> Kenny's oh, like, yeah. if I ever see that cunt, not you, Anthony, he's talking about Gary Rowe. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, by the way, for C-bombing in the live stream. Um, Anthony bumps <laughs> into him, Ken, on the on the tube, and he gave me his opinions, and yeah. throw out a chat of him, and Anthony said... And our form's you know, picked up. Yeah, now it was <laughs> taking the credit for it. <laughs> but, you know, fair no, play to Rowe for having a chat, do you know what I mean? I think it... When you look at it, I mean, if you the, the biggest criticism I ever had of, of him when we were doing badly, and then obviously as the January was very poor, is why when right we play away from him, obviously we're going to set up a bit more defensively. But why would you play no matter who we're up against? But why would you invite a team on for seventy odd minutes? And not expect them to score one goal because all it takes is one lapse in concentration and one it up. And guess what? It takes about five, ten minutes to get going down the other end, and the game's almost up. I think that's just the reason a lot of fans are frustrated because it's, it's a pretty logical move. Like, all right, maybe first half be a bit conservative, but you know, right, we ain't got the best attacking players of all time, but we've got players there that can cause problems, get balls in 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 the right areas with pace. Pace, as I said earlier, we 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 black pace over the years, and we and we finally got that up top without at the final third. And you know, I just think he, you know, if he's honest with himself, he didn't really think about what what tools he had at his disposal. Right? Yeah, he probably looked at the fact we keep a lot of clean sheets. Let's play defensive. But you know, if it's not working after a couple of games, you, you really got you know that's where he's got to take some responsibility. And he's done it before when you know when we were pushing for that playoff spot, as I said earlier about that QPR game. You know, silly, silly tactical moves cost us. You know, a, a final day uh, push for that for that sixth spot. Uh, you know, he's over the course of his career, he's had highlights. Of course, he has. But there has been too many times where you know there's been decisions that could have been could have been avoided. And I know there's a lot of people in the chat saying, oh, but like, are you really seriously saying row it out after the run or whatever? Look, he's got two, three months now to, to show us what, what, what he's got. You know, big march now. If we can, if we can, if we can negotiate that with, with decent uh, points tally, look, I'm not saying we're going to get playoffs, but I'm saying, you know, we carry on being competitive in the league. The longer you're competitive in the league for, the more you improve. Put us in good stead for next season. There's just a, a couple of it, and I agree with, uh, with some of what you say. But like, to be honest, do we not f like our possession statistics since Neil Harris left have gone up under Gary Rowley? Yeah, 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 for sure. I yeah. don't. Uh, right. So I felt like we played like we played that. Let's get a goal and invite teams to come on to us under Neil Harris. I felt like we did that when we got into the championship. We'd do a smash and grab. We, I was like, how many games that season when we went up in that first season, we, we won one nil or 2-1 or we just snatched a game. And so I don't really see how 
what Browett's doing is that much different other than he's upgraded some of the players and some of those pegs out there. I just, I, like, maybe, I know we all watch a different game when we have our own opinions on it, but I genuinely, I completely hear what you're saying and I don't necessarily disagree with you. I yeah, think yeah. at times we do invite too much pressure on and it is frustrating, but I yeah. felt that under Neil Harris as well. Was I the only one that felt I that think under the Neil Harris? I guess is my question. That, yeah, Harris, it was, that's, I think with the frustration with a lot of fans is that, so if we're still doing something similar, then where's the uh, sort of progression in our game? The, the, the thing Harris had that was able to make, well, obviously in the end he had to leave, so it wasn't that successful, but the fact but he relied so point, much mate, on long ball, he relied so much on long ball. Oh, yeah, the Cooper diagonal. <laughs> you know what though, Harris didn't have to leave. I feel that he, he felt, he, he walks at the... the yeah, yeah, of course, man. but you know, if we're all being honest with ourselves, he, he took us as far as he could with the style of play in that division. Um, it, didn't it? But Harris had the thing where we had players that could get you possession from a long ball and get us up the pitch nice and quick. Look, we still didn't <laughs> score goals because we didn't have the players that were putting in the back of the net. But with Rowett, there is a sort of tendency to, okay, we've gone one nil down now. We're still on the back foot, but we're going to try and get the ball into midfield, play through the phases. And unfortunately, when it wasn't going well for us, we, we, we couldn't get the ball. We couldn't move the ball quick enough. Look, now we've gone on this run of games. We've pushed up a bit higher. The line's gone up a little bit higher, a bit more of a low block, and the ball's moving a bit quicker. And guess what? We get more, we're shooting more. We're getting more chances. It's not and you know what? A massive, a massive thing is what we said to you earlier, Ant, as well. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, that's right. The, the defence defenders are not they're great defenders, but they're not fantastic distribution wise. Oh, but Jeb Wallace yeah. playing in that false nine as give that link that we never fucking yeah. had. Uh, yeah, I think we really need to continue with, so rather than having five at the back, look, we've got two wing backs that are going to do that that wing play now. So so there's no need for the attackers to be going so far wide. Get Jed in that hole and get the two, whoever it may be, in front. And let's, let's get Danny Mack and Murray or Scott down the flanks, putting high press on them. And then you've got Bennett and Barry or, or Bradshaw, if he comes in or whoever, in them little pockets with their good movement and you know and, and so mm. far it's caused problems you know we're not going to win every game from now to the end of the season but as long as we're creating chances and our defense is good enough to keep more clean sheets for the rest of the season you know i think we can be proud when we go to most games which is you know all i want i don't care if we lose well i do care but i don't care <laughs> if we're losing and and it looks like we're actually you know playing for the shirt that's why i love billy mitchell and daddy matt so much at least when we even when we were playing poor and they probably weren't having the best game they looked like they gave a shit which is <laughs> it is all i really want I'll, I'll be honest with you i i take a win at all costs i hate losing i hate it with a passion yeah, the... it burns brighter than the fires of hell i don't care if it goes <laughs> in or benicophobie's ass cheek for a one nil victory and we've had one percent possession and no shots in the entire game but we managed to beat someone i'll take that every single day i'll watch the worst football ever if it means that we win especially if it means we can beat some poncy team like fulham who go well, who's gonna say fulham? Can, they can celebrate in front of our fans with a player that's on 40 million pounds a year we played that world cup scored at a world cup yeah. Oh, he's but he scored on a Tuesday night against Millwall. Well done, mate. Why don't you go and get your Superman outfit out and run around the pitch with your pants over your shorts? <laughs> but See, I, this but is I the thing. hate him. I have 
a £50 bet on him at eight to one to be the championship top striker. So, <laughs> well, that's, don't fucking start spending don't that, mate. Start spending yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, they, won't me. they won't even pay me out yet. Really <laughs> funny, like, you know, with everything that's going on, as well as we've been doing, there's still that niggle, not just from me, not just from Kenny, but Trevor Ronamagoff sitting there enjoying a nice glass of Malbec, possibly. Um, COVID and no crowd saved him, I agree, the last two years. Injuries have now forced his hand. Yeah, did it also cost him? No, I don't think it did. Yeah, I think it was Trevor on the, on the, on the, look, Tyler Bury was a risk. We know that. But Tyler Bury's come in now due to the fact that Freeman, he did well with Hartlepool. Freeman's injured. Burke was understandably brought in with the experience he's got. Um, maybe a sort of wasted talent. But as we said, me and Anthony earlier on, that's the sort of players we get in. Yes. We have to take a punt on those. Yes. But I, I do strongly believe, like, you know, Bury in the first team now, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for COVID. Definitely not. Definitely I do not. believe yeah. that. I 100% believe that. And I'll tell you now as well, he didn't fancy Danny Mack. He, he, didn't he, he didn't. keep James Brown? He kept James Brown over Danny Mack. Oh, yeah. He'd give James Brown a new contract That's uh, right. as soon as he turned up. Yeah. Look, and he won't always get it right. Harris got some remarkably right, as we discussed, Bolkowski, Cooper, Sean Hutchinson. He got some fucking wrong. Yuri Skalak, uh, John, uh, John Danny McVartson. So it is, you know, you won't get every single one right. But I do believe, and I, I don't want to like hate on him for no reason because he's doing the business and I can't argue with it. But go on, Ken. I, I agree what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, a lot of these players that have come in, you know, like the like the Danny Mac, he didn't fancy Danny Mac. Didn't he drop him for like six games or something stupid like that? Um, yeah, and, and Bradshaw and as well. Didn't play yeah, Bradshaw for a year and a half. Yeah, and Billy Mitchell playing uh, right back at one point, as well as Leonard, before he finally gave in to letting Danny Mac go there. Um, Billy Billy Mitchell wasn't even in the starting lineup, was he? I don't think because you had Leonard and Savile and Keith above him. Definitely at the beginning of the season, I know. I think, I think it's like it's no secret that Rowett likes, you know, prefers experience, prefers numbers on the ball from professionals in competitive yeah. football. You know. Yeah, and 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 again though, I can't even look at that phone. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just. I think he has. I think he has been lucky in in, in certain circumstances in, in ways of bringing players in. Um, we said right at the beginning, Kifton Bell, the first five six games that he played this season, um, you know, we thought we was onto a weldy with Kifton Bell. He, he, he had a great first five six games, and then he got yeah. dropped completely. Yeah. Um, and he's only just coming back in. He got a, a couple of games in, didn't he? Two three games, and, and he was yeah. playing brilliant again. And I think I think that's what it is. I think his judgment is wrong. Something I want to, something else I want to bring up though, because I don't know whether someone said it in the comments or or something. They they were talking about Gary Rowett and the way his brain works. He's a particular kind of person. So I don't know whether like he uses his left hand side of his brain more than his right or whatever it is. Yeah, mate. All that stuff's a myth. Bit yeah, of praise coming in from Rowett. Kind of comment. But the reason the reason why I'm, the reason why I'm saying that is is it, it could be a case that you get to a particular amount of points and then he lets the shackles off and just goes, do what you want now. Do what you want. We're safe. It don't matter. The problem is, is you give him a three-year contract, he's going to do the same every season. Mm. Would you, what, so what, where are we now with this, boys? This, we've had the discussion of 
players run that contract. They never mentioned Rowett's contract. I, I believe it to be up in the summer. Did we go again with him? Hate your fucking... You're like Churchill on the fucking back windscreen. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes. Again, I don't... I just... If we get rid of him, who do we bring in? We've then got another year of substantial changes. I mean, I guess I guess the question isn't that, Dan. The question is, if we are going to get a bigger budget in the summer, do we want Gary looking after that budget? Yeah. And what maybe he, that's he, why he, we've he, got he, the he, new recruitment geezer in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He fouled, he fouled at Stoke with, with a budget. And you see there's a lot of football, like Harry Redknapps and the, the Dave Bassett's of this world for the older viewers. Was always good at digging teams out, but if you ever give them a budget, I mean, look, some people, a lot of people saying, you know, Stoke was a poison chalice. If we get some sort of budget under that, what sort of players does he go for? Because I think we've got youngsters there that have proved now they, that, you know, that could be the way to go. Strike, we need to like say, striker. It's tough. I think for any manager in the league, it's you know getting the transfers right. You know, even the top managers like Ferguson, you could you could really write a list of players he got wrong. And at the level when you've not got yeah. a lot of budget, you know you've got you've got to make the right call. And how many managers out there would make the right call? You know, we can sit yeah, here and, and, and go on FIFA and go on football managers, see <laughs> what players, how many players we you could sign. But the reality of it is is signing a player is very tough because they want to have to come firstly secondly they've got to fit the mold in the style that you want to play and it's third thirdly it's just luck as well sometimes it's just luck get get on the pitch and they score a goal early and then they have a good career with them it's 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 a tough one because like who, who do you bring in and be like right, i trust you with this war chest go out and and sign you know your, your players because if a new manager comes in, it's going to be a case of right. Do I even like the players I've got now? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, I, agree. I know. I can. I understand the whole. Look, Kenny's hit the nail on the head. Rowett's made a, a notable amount of, of decisions that just you know, it just which just all it takes is a bit of logic, and and he's and he's got it wrong. We've and that's got to why have that logic though, right? Yeah. He's got. Exactly. He can't just be sitting there without that logic. He's obviously got a plan. He's got his three-year plan. He's the kind of player. Sorry, kind of manager. That will have that plan and stubbornly stick this to season, it. Season, isn't it? Right? Yes, yeah, the end of the season. Yeah. The end of this. So, yeah, yes. I, this is the other question that I ask. Not do we want Rowett, right? Does Rowett want us? Was he sold said, false yeah. promises? Because I don't think. Don't think he's bothered. Do you not think? I think he's. Coming I think to like McGee. I think like thing. McGee. Honestly, not bothered. Watches, I think like Jacket. He's not really bothered. If he watches people like us, I think he thinks. You fuck you absolute bunch well, not so much you two. Well, I'm his love child. Someone I'm doing the best I can, and some of them just ain't registered. He, he, he finishes the season strong this season and at least gets his, his the club mentioned in the playoff push towards the end. His C V looks good for us. Three seasons, three top half finishes for a budget of how what God knows what. Now he could go on to another team and, and and get that bigger paycheck. Why would he not? The the the, the, where, the, where managers, the clubs the clubs that have got a bit more money than us in this league aren't necessarily going to go. Oh yeah, but look at the football you played. It was shit. They'll just be like, look, three top half finishes. He gets results. Yeah. You know, for a club that's got one of the lowest budgets. I've always so, said he's yeah. a stabilizer. He's he's not. A, he's a stopgap. 
Well, yeah, because arguably, 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 you should have got Derby promoted that season, and, and he fell short. And then Burton, he done well, but that was a lower, lower level. And Stoke was, you know, average. Yeah, he got Burton City into the playoffs, didn't he? he got, yeah, he did. And yeah, then yeah, but, got turfed out the next year because they lost three games in a row. They wanted Zola. You know, I think realistically, if he wants to stay, he'll probably John Barrelson will. Probably offer him a new contract. I oh, think 100%. that's probably what will happen if, if he wants to stay. Well, John Berylson and... has been a fantastic chairman for us, and he's not dipped in. And this is where you need someone like Benjamin Bloom because Benjamin Bloom always refers to parachute payments, mm-hmm. teams like Hull, like Derby, like Middlesbrough, like Sunderland. Even they'll go in and go fucking boom, 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 and Berylson does it slowly, slowly and softly. So I think. Rowie yes, is a manager that fits that mould for Berylson. It's safe. A, everything everything feels safe. And you know yeah. what? Maybe one day we'll be like, oh, I wish I felt like that again. Because look at some of the teams that look at the state derby are in for God's yeah. sake. Like, be careful what you wish like, for. Yeah. So, you know, obviously there could, there's probably someone better out there. Probably is. But there's probably a lot of people worse out there. So, you know, I think we probably have to have this conversation at the back end of the season because... You know, row it now. He's got to just concentrate on March. I keep saying this, but that's what he's got to do. Negotiate March without, you know, with good performances, and that will points on the board will come, and then he gives the fans something to look forward to April May. And if he does that, then I don't think he could do a lot more. Obviously, over the course of the season, there's a lot he could have done differently. January, a bit before Christmas, was a bit shaky. But you know you can't you can't you can't ponder on that anymore. He's got he's got to look at the last couple of months now because yeah, the stats don't lie, and the season's a fucking long old season, and we are where we are. And someone in the comments is pointing towards West Brom, who are you know got a new manager in, but still currently one nil down. Steve Bruce hasn't hasn't got three points all season. In I don't both know. I don't know. He keeps getting jobs. Honestly, he's had more jobs than he's had fucking nose transplants. But it's got to sort it out. But okay, let's look at this situation. Could see him go to Cardiff. I think they're talking about Rowett. If you could handpick someone, for example, I'm a strong believer if you're going to be an England manager, you've got to be English. And if you're going to be a Mill manager, you've got to have that Millwall mould cut into you. Would any of you swap Morrison? No. Forget, but okay, but you say that like Mark McGee. Would you say Mark McGee was a Millwall type manager? I'm not sure that I would. Would you see Kenny no, Jackett was a Millwall type manager? No. Well, Kenny so Jackett just lost his job at Lane Orion, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. bless him. Um, uh, and you know, I love both those two Millwall managers. You know, uh, well, I was going to mention Mick McCarthy, but I don't think that you know really. I, I, I don't look. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. It's I, so hard nowadays because anyone just gets a job now. It's like no yeah. one that you might not even have a CV, and you just end up getting the job for five games, and then you're the manager all of a sudden. Well, what was Steve Morrison's CV under twenty threes, and then he got some Cardiff to a punt on him. It's like look how many managers in. The, like, I think remember Darren Moore for West Brom. They were going mm. down. They gave him the job at West Brom. He done all right at the end, even though they're already relegated. And now he's 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 got a few jobs since. It's like you know anyone can be a manager, given three or four games. I don't see us getting a big name in from the championship. I remember when Ian Holloway was a big name, but look what happened there. Um, it, it pops up the other week on my Facebook, and I'm like, I was buzzing for honestly, my Facebook status. If I could find it, I'll put it out. I was buzzing. Like he, he'll get us this, that, and the other, mate. He, oh yeah, and he started well as well. At the end, didn't he? 
Yeah, and he started what this is what I'm saying. Neil Harris was an even he what he'd managed what he'd had a gig at the under twenty threes and then we gave him the job. Because who are we actually gonna pull pull from a team that's actually got a bigger budget than us? Who who's yeah, the, who the, the the budget the budget thing's a myth. Where's Luton right now? Yeah, exactly. Who's their manager? What's his name again? Um He went to Stoke, didn't he? he came back. Yeah, oh, what, yeah, I forgot his name, but like he, he, he was someone that I think his first gig was Luton, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're they're doing all right now. Yeah, I think like I think a lot of people like to use the budget as an excuse, like you know, it it, it boils down to recruitment, doesn't it? And we're obviously making changes in in that sense. But Anthony, back to what you were saying though, you know, when you when you go to recruit a player. It's about whether they want to come to you, whether they fit to your mould, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's that's all we have to do with a manager. It's the yeah, same. Yeah, as, yeah. It's the same as buying a player. You know, Steve Morrison. No, I would. I wouldn't have minded Steve Morrison. if we'd got rid of Rowett in January. I wouldn't have minded having someone like Morrison in for the rest of the season. Like an ex-player knows the club. Yeah, yeah. You know, staff. You know, knows probably. I don't know, let's say 30, 40% of yeah, the players. look already. after it for four or five months. That's right, yeah. And and also, none of us would have a problem. You know, if we were if we were 15, 16th, we probably still wouldn't have had a problem just because we know he's there for a short term while we're trying to, you know, get a, a better fix uh, come the new season. But I'll be honest, I don't think, I don't, do you know what it is in all this as well, which, which we overlook? Do we want Rowett? I mentioned this earlier. I don't think Rowie. I think if he could get out, I think he would to somewhere else. And you look at Anthony said he saw him on a Jubilee line. Well, I can tell you why you saw him on a Jubilee line because they rent him an apartment over in, over by Canary Wolf. He's in there with the, the iPad guy and uh, originally Callum Davidson. It's not for me a, 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 an or any manager's long term in this day and age. But I don't think it's a long term. Thing with Rowett. I don't think yeah. he really wants it. I think he's walked into something and thought this lot ain't for me. But that's but that's the football club, right? I'm not being funny. Really, to be successful at Mill, you either have to be a certain type of player who has a bit of a thicker skin and doesn't get agitated by a lot of the stuff that goes on around the football club constantly, mm. whether in the media or whatever else. It's not an easy club to play for or manage. It's I've, not. I've, I don't think so. You know, you've, you know, you've got as many fans that love the football club that hate us, that support us, if that makes sense. Like, you know, yeah, you yeah. amount of grief that you get just for, like, giving an opinion on one, on one single thing, even if you think that that's your opinion and you know certain things to be correct. I think our biggest problem with recruitment is going to come because of a lot of the negative publicity that we we, we yeah. constantly yeah. generate. You know, some of which is some of which is self perpetuating through some of our actions, and some of which we know is just prejudice, pure pure prejudice. The people that don't ever come down, don't understand the roots of this football club, or the people that go and watch the football down there. Um, and and it's really difficult to try and get rid of that mould because when you do. People say, well, you're not real wall because you've said this, that and the other. And it's like, well, we're trying to find a middle path here. Right. You know, and, and I think that it, it's really important that that we continue to have these conversations, that we continue to sort of say to people, actually, yeah, this is a football club that you can come and play at. And, and it is, you know, open to you. And I think that having someone like Gary Rowett, who's a bit dull, 
in charge of it just gives you that little you're a bit like well it can get a bit feisty down at the end but we've got this player who you've got this guy who's quite bland just you know mr beige his entire rooms are all painted beige everything's in nice neat rows and and some footballers are going to really like that order in an area where there's a lot of disorder going on around the outside which we all love and that's why we support the football club I agree. There's, there's another name thrown into the mix. Exmeer Wall. Great coach, doing bits. Uh, Scotland. Uh, not in a forest. Where is he now, Stephen Reed? Is it a forest? Oh, he was. A, is he not a blackbird? Is he, is he the uh, old forest? I think he's a forest, yeah. yeah. Forest, yeah I, I agree with H. Like maybe the Rowett factor does balance out the, the chemical. Like, you know, all right. But we've got this guy now and we're trying to get down a different path. Maybe no, I don't know. Our opinions, boys. We ain't afraid to fucking express them. So that's that's the main thing. Yeah, he is a forest. Forest. I think. I think that the next. I think that if Gary Rowett stays, and for instance, they turn around and go, look, here's another three-year contract to stay at Millwall. I think we will see exactly the same as what we've seen in the last three years. Now, mm. and we have to work out that's whether we're going to be happy with that. Yeah, good point. Yeah, Kenny, I, 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 do you know what, mate? I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, and I guess it. when I revert back, I'm just like, I remember us going into administration. I remember that Bristol City game where everyone was on the pitch and throwing bins around in the car park outside. And the fact, you know, the line roars come out with that black, you know, front cover, the darkest day in the history of the football club. And I just, I then sometimes look at this and look at the last few seasons and go, yeah, football hasn't been great at times, but we're stable. You look at you look at Derby and Ant, you've said all this already, mate, so I'm not going to go on. But yeah, I totally hear you, mate. What I'd love you, is just a few yeah. decent away wins. Do you think, do you think, right, so having to, if, say, for argument's sake, we're, we're being told we're getting a new manager next season. I don't, I'm not good with names or anything, but in terms of a style and type of manager, do you think we would go to the next level if we got a proper man manager in that puts his arm around the players, that riles them up in the dressing room, that gets them going every game, make every game feel like we're playing Leeds United or Charlton Athletic or whoever else. And it might not be the most tactical thing you've seen, because I think Rowett tries to go too tactical and overcomplicates it in the end. And, and, and we're not doing anything. And it's not the message isn't getting into the players' heads. Hence why we're looking confused on the pitch. Do you think we'd benefit... Well, I'm just going to, not that we're linked to him, I'm just saying, I'm a Neil Warnock type manager, a Harry Redknapp type manager, Tim Sherwood, who, 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 who's very vocal on the pitch, on the sideline, in the dressing room, makes the fans feel like we're, we're even tighter with the club, get that feel. Remember when that, pit, I know we were in League One, but Neil Harris had created that little bit of aura when we went on that 100%, 100%. run. Is he fair to say saved the football club? I think he saved the football club. We're quite caveman in our approach as fans. Yeah, remember... Pre Neil Harris, we had all these managers trying different things. Yes. And a very tactical. Yes, and then all Harris done, back to basics, simple tactics. And I'm going to make sure that these players know they're the best at winning the ball back. They're the best at getting the second ball. And they're more Did... hungry than the players. If we had a player like that, if we had a manager like that, do maybe we'd, we'd go to the next level in the championship because I think we've got better um... players now. One hundred percent. Look, I, I can I can give you a perfect example, and I know it's a, it's going to be a ridiculous one. Um, I coach an under twelve team, and <laughs> yesterday um, we were three 0 down at half time, and I was on the sideline because they bullied us. They bullied us for a whole half, right, at, kicking lumps out of us, 
And I got so animated on the sideline, you know, and I'm, I'm shouting to the boys, we're going to war, we're going to battle, come on. And, and all of a sudden, that animation, that energy fed into these kids. And yeah, exactly. all of a sudden, we've, we're cracking into these players, you know, we're being stronger, you know, everything was better. And, and we ended up getting a result out of it. And I just, Our players tick off that. Our players yeah, definitely tick off yeah, that. Yeah, the energy that you're providing to these players. And and it is sometimes, it's like a father figure thing sometimes, isn't it? And, and also for grown men, because if you're telling them they're doing a good job, that's all they want to hear. And if and yeah. if you tell them they're doing a good job, they're going to want to do it more. Exactly. And, and that's why the, I think we benefit from it. Why do you think we play well when the fans, of mm-hmm. a packed stadium and all that? Because the players... <laughs> and for people that are saying Warnock, no, I'm not saying Warnock, I'm just saying a, a manager of his mum. Obviously, <laughs> I'm saying Warnock Just the manager of his mum, someone who puts his arm around him, you know, a South London version of Warnock. Not Warnock, saying, love child. Yeah, yeah. So he just someone like that. He's a hero, man. Well, don't worry about that. He deserves that much. He hates me. Someone's going to get the players rolling their sleeves up and playing for the manager, which is what we felt in February now. We felt like they're playing for him a bit more. But what are the agendas here? Who's playing for a contract? What man is trying to, you know, leave with a fact? There's all these questions here. But maybe we want a manager that's like, right, he's here. He's here for two, three years. And all he wants is for us to play good and aggressive football, fast football, week in, week out. Maybe that's what we need. And maybe that would take us to the next step in the championship. Because now we've, we have improved our, our squad. When everyone's fit, we've got a better squad than we did a couple of seasons ago. I think so, you'll find that the, 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 the take away the four games that, that, that we've had, before that, we haven't been entertained for two and a half years. No, you know, I, I disagree. I disagree. Know. I would say, I disagree. when all said and done, okay, you'll look back and you'll go, Neil Harris, who football, yes. Look at the fucking cup runs we had. Okay, the progression through the leagues was a lower level, but you can go, Neil Harris gave me this fucking day that I will always... and. Uh, that's all we're going to get as Mill fans, by the way. We're going to get days you can take to the grave. Leicester, even Brighton. You know, we beat a lot yeah. of Premier League teams. We went to Spurs. If Real well, had the opportunity to get a cup run going, he wouldn't try and seize that. So, Raul, is, although done all right... Why don't you stepped... think he would seize that? I just don't understand. Where's your evidence for that? Because we, we've never gone for it against teams... Right. Well, we did against Palace... Well, he played the, the best the best team that was available to him on that day. I just again, like he played nineteen months with no fans in the stadiums. Like so is everyone though. Yeah, I'm not. But Dan, you always say that every single time. That's not the point. The point I'm making is is that we're going on about he's been playing rubbish football for this long. We finished in the top half of the table. If it leaves tomorrow, you go. Thanks for the memories, gal. What memories would you would you would you throw out there? Well, yeah, but okay, but we have we weren't at loads of those games, so there would be less memories, right? Like, look at some of the games. I don't know. Uh, there were some really bizarre results in that, but we beat a couple of teams that by four goals. Yeah, Bristol City, but they, they were in the season, nothing games. Bristol, Bristol City I'll, away, you know. I just think when I reflect on Neil Harris. I reflect on Neil Harris's tenure. I go, do you know what? Thank you very fucking much. Not only for the memories, but for walking when you did. 
because you understand the club. With Real, I go, in the last three or four games, I'll go, do you know what? I can't fucking argue with it. I can't. I can't. But... Do, you know, do, you know what, do you know what a part of this is? I mean, half of my screen is is me and Dan and the other half of my screen is, is H&N. And I think... It's such a bad bit. It's a 50-50 here on, on the way that people look at the the club, for instance, or why they go to Millwall. Um, I think that maybe H&N are more... Look, I want I want stability. I want, you know, I want... I want safety. the chaos, mate. We had the chaos Saturday. I fucking love the chaos. Yeah, you know, no, but, you know, and, and if and if we finish, you know, middle of the table each season and, you like you said, H, you get a couple of away wins, etc., etc., then then you're happy. Agree whereas, with that one. Whereas me... Um, whereas me, what I want to see is I want to see the passion, the aggression. Um, it doesn't have to be um, tactical. Um, we don't have to win. Um, you know, you know, it's all them other things, and maybe that's wrong on my part because no. your options. It's no wrong or right, mate. It's no wrong or right. Yeah, um, and I think that's, that's why we're so conflicted in this. Is that I can turn around and say there isn't one game that I've watched Gary Rowett manage. And I can remember clearly, but I can turn around and tell you what happened minute for minute at Bury Away. Yeah. All them years ago when we were 2 0 down. And well, I'm not saying me you were right, Ken. I'm not saying we're right, but that's just, I will always look back on the Neil Harris era as, do you know what? He fucking kicked bollock and bite. It wasn't fucking yeah. clear. We did moan. We did moan. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I think Rowick has played another three months, years <laughs> and I don't I think we'll go we'll still remember Rowick, the Harris time. Rowick stays another three years, right? If Rowick stays another three years, oh. I don't think we'll progress. <laughs> I think you'll be exactly the same, which is fine. But as middle <laughs> fans, we're never gonna win the Champions League. We're never gonna probably get promoted. We need those days to reflect. We need those seven Wembley appearances. We need those fucking cup finals against May United. We need to be the team we are against all odds. That's I what do, you'll remember when all, when all said and done. I and I'm not think, saying it's right yeah. to look at it that way, but personally, that, that's how I go, do you know what? Fucking, that's what happened on that day. Leicester at home in the FA Cup, we fucking went for it and we beat them. And I, we do had the happy, I do think there's a happy medium. Like We might never get this medium of meeting in the middle here. No, we, but, we, need, we need someone who is, who is that happy but, medium. But but there is the mould that I always look at in the championship. Burnley when they went up under Sean Dyche played the same eleven players four four two used the same two subs pretty much two two three subs. Sean Dyche made a team right. They didn't play the best football in the league that year, but they were winning all the second balls. They're attacking the space nice and quickly, and they were fighting for the badge all eleven of them. And that's why a lot of them, well not a lot of them, some of them kept their space when they got promoted. Deitch didn't change it around too much. He only makes a couple of signings every year. Obviously, now they've got a bit more quality. But over that season, they were playing how I wish we could play because that so this, would meet, the that would meet your, your, your criteria and it would meet the tactical, bit more tactical <laughs> awareness of, of what we want as well. Well, I'll argue to a blue in the face, but the, the, the bottom line is, boys, at the end of the day, when all said and done, there is no right or wrong. No, yeah. There's, there's, there's a split in the, in the comments, and this is why we're here, to discuss it. And I just feel with Neil Harris, we had more to discuss. We had those magical, you know, we got promoted, okay, League One, 
I was there with my son, Bradford away as well, Scunthorpe away. And again, I'm, I'm alluding to League One, but we, we had those moments. I don't think under Rowett, okay, we imposed ourselves on the game against Crystal Palace, but it was always yeah. a game we was going to lose eventually, in my yeah. mind. And I'm not slagging him for that because he's more cautious. He yeah, probably... you know, I think you're I think you're right on that. The, the Palace game, if you if you compared the Palace game to the I don't know, the, the Everton game maybe. Now you would all you was Harris Harris was in charge of the Everton game, wasn't he? Yeah. So it's tucked into a mad timeline, we don't even yeah. remember. With the Everton game, you we went there on that Saturday or the Sunday, whatever it was. Right, thinking oh, yeah. that we had a good chance of beating Everton, yeah, and we're going to yeah. and we're going to try and beat Everton. We're gonna give it a go, and this is going to be a blinding game. Right, when we played Palace, we knew we was probably going to lose. How many players do we have out injured? The fact that the full house probably gave us that extra bit that maybe if Harris was in charge, I kind of think I'd have gone into that thinking we would get a result. Mm. Um, but I think the fact we were a full sellout allowed. The players for 90 minutes to really roll their sleeves up because when you've got a full house at the den, you've got to be pretty shit not to do well. Yeah, yeah. and and H, uh, I'll answer that question. Like, I, I know we had injuries in that set, but the thing is, though, is it's not it's not about the quality of player. It's it's about the mannerism of performance, and you just know that certain players in that team are not going to give it. They're not going to give it for the badge. And when you've got someone like Rowett in charge, he's not going to make them give it for the badge. Well, like who? Well, you can you can definitely go Scott Malone. Scott Malone turns up as and when he wants to. After time, he looks like he's sulking. Um, that's he's, the he's first a poor season. Um, I I would have said Ojo, but actually, I think Ojo probably had the best game against. Yeah, Palin. he played well that game. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd agree. I'd agree with you, with Ojo. Yeah. The thing is, for me, like Rowett ends up doing the things later down the line that we say he should have done. About ten <laughs> games prior. <laughs> Back to yeah, you go. So for me, we all see it. Rowett doesn't see it. And then 10 games later, he does the things that we said. You should have done that fucking 10 games ago. And the guy, someone said in the comments there, the four, the last four or three or four wins, why have we not been... Okay, confidence plays a part. Why have we not been getting that? Because we've had the same players. We've, in fact, we've got less yeah. fucking players. So do you reckon Do you reckon that sort of being a few gotcha. steps behind has cost us getting a top six one of these seasons? Because let's be honest, we had so many draws. If a few of them draws were wins... We might have been our defense. You can't argue where we are and what we're currently doing. And maybe, yeah, I'm too impatient. Kenny, maybe you're too right. impatient. Maybe H was right. And maybe we're in the fucking season. form at exactly the right time because usually in January, didn't we? We got these seven We have the players for the last two seasons to be reaching the playoffs unquestionably. Unquestionably. Right, even with the injuries that we've had. Now, don't get me wrong, Wallace is a big part of our team and, and I appreciate that, you know, that is a little bit of a stumbling block. Um, <laughs> but, but, unquestionably, C-teams, Peterborough, Blackpool, Uddersfield, all these places that we've been and um, there's a couple of teams that I can't remember. Preston, we should have beaten Preston. All of these, all of these games we should have won. But that, and I and I argue till I'm I'm blue in the face here. Like I'll say no, we're the Preston thing. Instruction. Do you know what done us as, as as a fan base of the Preston thing? We beat West Brom, and then we drew with Preston. And hate you was commentating on the Preston game. 
because, and that's where I think we're a little bit Neanderthals fan, and I'm not sure how to say it, we're a little bit like, oh, oh, oh. we beat fucking West Brom, now we got to beat Preston. The flip side of that happened the other day, we drew the first game, won the second, and strangely our fans see that as more progression. Do you know what I mean? I think the there's no, there's no one out the pressing game. Some of the, some, <laughs> some of the fans, some of the comments are like, you know, we could have, we we don't have the squad or whatever, and or teams are underperforming. The fact of the matter is, we're in a position where if we had played how we were playing in the games we played well, we would have made that top six. Whether we were good enough in terms of player for player, pound for pound, maybe not. But the fact is, we were in positions where we could have done it, and we slipped. And whether the teams are underperforming around us or not, granted, but if you're in that position with a month or two to go, it's undeniable that there could have been decisions made earlier, changes made in-game. The I remember there being a real problem with the subs at one point. He's got much on. better with that, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Right. Remember there was one point Again, last season. He, was he seems to have flipped game. that, doesn't he? He yeah, seems yeah. to have... And, and Kenny said this to me the other day. He's now making subs like he made Cholan at home. Uh, not he wants to go and win the game, so he brings on Matt Smith and Aiden O'Brien. By the way, who scored three goals in four games for Pompey since he joined. <laughs> he, he affects the football match because he wants to go and try and win it, as opposed to playing safe and going like for like, like Harris did as well, like mm. for like with Shane Ferguson and whoever else was playing left wing back at the time. You know, hindsight is, is a wonderful thing. Uh, Davis saying Rowe in Harris walked because he knew we would get relegated. I don't agree with that. I don't think we was going to get relegated. Um, 10 new players. It was a strange time to leave. But on reflection, that first half against game. Luton was poor. Did we let it against Luton? Just that first half against Luton. Wasn't it 1 1? Like Bradshaw scored that. Goal. Yeah, that's right. Bradshaw yeah. in the second and half. Bradshaw yeah. actually went run from there. Bradshaw scored against Brentford. Yeah, Bradshaw, Bradshaw scored Bradshaw against that run and then Rowett come in Leeds. and then eased him out. Rowett come in and never played him. <laughs> But look, listen, he's not going to get everything right, like Neil Harris. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Him. But I don't, just just something, still now, it's not just me and Kenny, right, in the comments, there's something that just doesn't sit right for me. And I can't explain it, and it's not an attention-seeking thing. It's not me trying to get views, because we're not really going to go viral. We support me all, so it's never going to go viral, this channel. It's um, but, it's, it's, it's can he keep this going, Dan? That's what it is, right? Can it, this style that we've, that we have all agreed, all four of us, the one thing that we have agreed on this evening is that the style we've liked over the last four games, in the comments there seems to be a lot of a unanimous kind of agreement that if he can keep what he's been doing in the last four games going, then then actually we're seeing progress and the football's moving in the direction we want it to and we're starting to see the potential of these players that, that, yeah. that you know, that, that we've got. And so this is the question really, I think, is when we look to the fixtures this month, are we going to continue seeing that progress or are we going to go back to the Blackpools, the Huddersfields, the, the games that Kenny was talking about? That's the real thing for me. Yeah. Like I said, we beat the teams we shouldn't and we lose to the teams we should beat. And for me, like H, you said you're, you're and listen, like Dave just said, fair play to H. And we're, this is what we love. Like, I'm enjoying this. We're not saying that H is right. Uh, or, or me, I'm right, or Kenny's right. We're we're all debating it, and there is no right or wrong. But you said, you know, you want to row it in, but despite that, in the next five, you expected him to go. And I think yeah. he surprised us all. But I think now this next five, there you go, Reading away, Blackburn, the game that fucking <laughs> never was, 
Middlesbrough. I think this is a bigger test, strangely, and yes. after Stoke is Luton, because they're games that now we're rolling, we expect to get something, and that's that's when sometimes our arsehole falls out, and this is sometimes when Rowett says, "This is on the players now. The players need that belief to take us to the next level." Yeah. The the you know the some sometimes it's just down to the fact how how hungry are these players? You know, there's an opportunity here, whether you think we're going to do it or not. There's a there's a little window here where some of these players can really make a name for themselves. Is Rowett the guy that can enable them to 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 be even hungrier? I, I don't know, but what he has done is you know give the players a little bit of belief again. And in this league, look, Mill are a team now. We, we hold our own in this division. It don't matter if we're one of the got one of the lowest budgets. We're a championship team that can, on any given day, except Fulham, give anyone a game. <laughs> now that that comes down to whether the players are putting in a hundred percent on the pitch. Because if we don't, we will get found out. If one of these players don't aren't up for it, are, especially if we're playing a top six team, we won't be good enough. We have to play at our optimum. Over 46 games, some of these players probably can't do that. So I guess with Kenny like, talking about a new manager, if we were to get a new one, we, we'd want a manager that can enable them to play as well as possible for as many games as possible. We, we, want, we, want, we, want, longevity. we want longevity. Yeah. It's, what, it's what any club wants. And I, I understand it's not ever a good idea to change the manager, but he's been here for however long he's been here for. And you know what? As much as I maybe don't want him in charge, I think Mill did the right thing because it's very, very rare a manager will leave and the first one that follows, as we saw at massive clubs like fucking Liverpool and as we saw at massive clubs like Man United, yeah. doesn't always work. So I think fair play to Berylson, as we saw in the past, Kenny Jacket leaves, Lomas comes in, uh, fucking Holloway follows him. I think you can give praise in the fact that Rowick comes in, uh, takes advice with Neil Harris as well and... We didn't drop. We, we we went from here to here, and then we usually clubs go boom, boom, but we stayed there, didn't we? And I think we're still there. So I'm not saying if if Ralph was to leave tomorrow, I wouldn't say he's done a bad job. But I agree with what John De Gauvois says. Shout out to John. Good evening, mate. Um, the question I, I think Saturday's massive. It's a game we're now expecting to win. What happens Saturday, boys? Talk talk me through it. Talk me your predictions and views on running away, managed by Paul Winter, of course. Yeah, um, it's as simple as this for me. If we don't, if we're not, if we don't put in maximum effort, they they've got something to play for. We'll get found out away from home against a team where you know you, we'll probably see a little bit more of the ball as well, which is always our our, our our downer. When we get when we get given more of the ball, sometimes I feel like we're not well drilled enough to actually pick teams apart. You know, when the onus is on us to to go and 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 take it to them, I think if we play our, our normal away type performance you know maybe let them come at us a bit and try and get them on the break move the ball nice and quick i think we i think we can win it 2-1 i think we can win it 2-1 i think if i'm going if i'm going for exact players i reckon cooper two and two and i'll go with you know three and three with cooper yeah yeah i think bennett, bennett, if bennett's fit i reckon he might get one as well Ken, that. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I was, I was just, I was going to completely agree and say <laughs> if, if Bennett's fit, I completely agree. Um, I think, I think if, I think we've got a really good shout. I think if we start Phoebe up front, it'll be a draw or a loss. That, that's my personal feeling. But I think. Uh, when you said start Phoebe, I went. Whoop. 
<laughs> exact, exactly. Two nil. I think we're going to win. This is the team. I think we're going to win as well. But this is this is the exact game now where we wasn't confident going into these these games against supposedly bigger clubs. We're all saying a win. I'm saying a, I'm shitting on my preview a bit on Thursday, but I'm saying a win. And this is where now we'll we'll work it undone. How have we got on there the last couple of years? Ken, what's your prediction? I've, I think. I mean, I disagree with John. I don't think Saturday is a. You know, we, we don't now pick it on one game when we've when we've just got gone and won four in the in, in the last four. So look, Reading are what well, they're fighting for their lives, aren't they? Um, they've just got a new manager in there. Always good. There's always a big push when a man, new manager comes in. And I think I think it's going to be a very difficult game for us. It's going to be difficult. It yeah, um, I think that if we can, you know, Michael's already done it for me. But I think you know, I think if we could get a draw out of out of being at Reading, I, I think that would be a reasonable result. Now, the problem the problem with that is that I'll moan about draws all the time. So, but what I don't want to do is I don't want to play for a draw. No, do you know what I mean? Not, that's that's not, that's different. Not. So. Uh, a draw would be a good result if we're not playing for a draw. Yeah, yeah. it's how we get the it's how we get the draw. Like if That's we're sitting right. there and letting them do all the, the all the work and and we've got to come away with a with a last ditch point, I'll be disappointed because yeah, it shows yeah. me that Rowett isn't doing the right thing in the, the next step of of this season. March is a big bump, as I keep saying. Same, um, saying that, though, saying that. the last four games. Have we, have we, have we won the last four games since a phobie hasn't been starting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's down to purely to, to Benick, and he, he, no, say, he, he gives it his all. But he did score that good goal, though, one of his last games before. Um, if we, if we go into this game with the intention of trying to win it, yes, I think we have. You know, and I think if we lose, I don't I think now the, the, this is a point where I'll always point to Rao, but at this point I'll point to the players. Surely Rao hasn't <laughs> watched to have much of a team talk here. Yeah. I was literally going to say that. Look where you are, boys. If you want it, go, go and get it. Yeah. Do what you've been doing. Continue as you've been going. And if they don't turn up on Saturday, I won't point to Rao it. As long as he doesn't restrict us. Look, he's going to yeah, play yeah, three. As long as it's not a mad tactical like piece yeah, exactly. of rubbish he does. Yeah. Yeah. The he's going to play three at the back. Yeah. We, we understand that. But two wing back. It's going to be unchanged again. And rightly so. You can't argue with that. If they don't turn up and perform, Gary Rowett's got zero team talk, Sadie. He goes, right, there you go. Keep, keep fucking rolling. Keep doing exactly what you've been doing. And I'm sure that will be his team talk. The Derby blueprint, that Derby away, if we can play like that, I don't see us not winning. Mm. That Derby away performance, the they're problem. fighting for their life. In good form as well, and, and we we done a number on them. Yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't mind playing West Brom right now. Okay, with me. Yeah. <laughs> the, I think I think they won their first game, didn't they? And then the second game, they got absolutely spanked, four one. Again, we I was going to say haven't got something to play for, but we have. They're nicely clear of Derby. If they could take advantage of beating us, then they're pretty. I, I would argue they're they're almost safe. Yeah. But then who's the going? Side, who's going? Really? That's the that's the question as well in the chat. Says George Sims. Nah, I can't. I'm I'm, off to, I'm, I'm going. going to the Blackburn game. Blackburn away. Yeah. Well, midweek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. To, I've got I've managed to wrangle some work in Burnley of all places, so I'm going to You're go. You're going to Nah, I don't think so. I'm going to drive back down. I'm going to oh, get really? the Red Bull out. 
<laughs> Blackburn are missing uh, Brereton, aren't they? They're yeah, struggling to score goals there. They're yeah. another team at the minute there for the taking. Well, they still got Bradley Duck. I've not seen him in a while. I think he's been injured. I think he was on the bench. Um, I can't remember who they played last week. It was on telly, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it's well, the only kickoff I watched in the box. My yeah. mate, the Mill Tube, by the way, if you haven't already, please check out his channel. He's fucking more consistent than me, which is fucking <laughs> difficult. But um, been going. He's a man now as well. He, he was. He was. He was obviously a a young boy. But things come and go. My boy, I'm going to say, he might kill me. But he didn't go me all this Saturday, my boy. Because he went out with his new girlfriend. Fair shout out to him. But um, Mill <laughs> Tube's there every week. Don't worry about that. And he'll be sticking out vlogs. If you haven't already, please check out his channel. Um, Bradley Dack is back. That rhymes as well. Two thousand of us going to Reading. This is this is the worry, Trev. This is the worry. It's a good thing. Full of confidence, full of beans. Two thousand of us going. All predicting wins. Everything points to a win. You do the math. Yeah. Well, we're more up and down than my cryptocurrency. I tell you. <laughs> XRP yeah. to the moon. I thought it was. Yeah, it's still going to the moon, don't you? <laughs> Eventually, but it's just been diverted. Right, boys. I'd love to carry on, but I don't want to keep you. It's quarter past 10. We've held a fantastic crowd. So yeah. thanks, everyone, for tuning in, boys. Thanks. And we'll, should we keep this regular? Yeah, mate. I'm, I'm always yeah, around. Yeah. Who's in, in next Monday? Yeah, 8 p.m.? Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Big, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. <laughs> Forget this, Tom. If I remember, you wouldn't believe it's a school teacher, would you? Right. I'm not. I'm not. Everyone keeps going. I don't. I oh, train, no, teachers, I train the teachers, 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 teachers how to teach. Ooh, so right. This is why oh, the youth of today is fucked up. <laughs> Henry's point of the whole time. I got asked today in a school if I'm a roadman. Are you a roadman? <laughs> you right. are definitely. You're a North Face coat. No, no, I'm not. I work for a charity. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Char charity begins at home, mate. My fucking left pocket. Right, Dave <laughs> says, please subscribe. Boys, Really enjoyed it, and I'd love to carry on, but I don't want to keep you all. That's all. And uh, no, oh, by the way, I'm filming, I'm filming with Jermaine Defoe tomorrow. What about that? I'm in Newcastle, oh. heading across to Sunderland to film with Jermaine Defoe. How we to do the loan with us next season? Yeah, he, he ain't even getting on the pitch for them, though, is he? Stuff not used. Is he? Is he not? Yeah, he's not been getting on, mate. I think I think he's uh like me, H, and Kenny. His legs are finally gone. Otherwise, we could have been obviously. Has he ever oh, played for Gary Rowett? Because if the answer is yes, yeah, no, he will be in on loan like Benny Defoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right, cheers, chats. Thanks everyone cheers, for tuning in. Please subscribe if you haven't because we're 20 subscribers away and we'll be back next Monday at 8 p.m. Please subscribe to Lions TV. Oh H, go on. No, no, I was saying goodbye, but I was, <laughs> actually I was just trying to push off the counter and I missed. <laughs> Come on, you lions. <laughs>